Dude, dude, why the fuck would I listen to non-taken? What the fuck is that? Well, I mean, I'm not looking at you while we're recording. I'm looking at me. Look at me. Hi. Hi, buddy. Hello, handsome. Uh, viewers, I'm still getting ready. I just didn't want to not record the um, the video. So you can watch me um, not pack a bowl in case this is my class. <laughs> what am I talking about? I bought this legally. It's fine. It's totally fine. Some snob totally from fine. fucking um, St. Louis, where I guess they just legalized, was like, when are you guys going to get... We went to a house party on Halloween. They're like, when are you guys going to legalize here? And I was like, I don't really care if we legalize. I mean, I... I think it's going to happen anyways, but I don't really care because, um, you know, you can get the alternative, you can, stuff. You can get the alternative stuff and it's real. Like, you know, yeah, it, it like when fine. you, when you burn it, it's just a loophole. Yeah. Um, the THCA becomes THC. I'm not a chemist, but, um, anyway, and I made the mistake of not clarifying that I had bought some like high end stuff. And I was like, I just bought an ounce in the mail or a half ounce in the mail for $70. She's like, you got ripped off. I'm like, listen here, you motherfucker. I'm not listening to some <laughs> St. Louis piece of trash. Try to fucking big time me about pot. I'm from California. Okay. Now, don't tell anybody I said that, but <laughs> so I'm still mad about that. No, you got ripped off. It's like, you know what? Did I? Let's go back in time a little bit and think about how expensive an ounce of weed was. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I can hear it in your voice. You're still so pissed irritating. Off about it. Yeah. You know, she's just some like middle aged St. Louis people are garbage. Like, hmm. never met anybody from what? St. Louis. Yeah. Right. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I mean, you should meet people because they should get out of there. But yeah, you're right. You don't meet a lot of people from St. Louis. They no. just live in one of the worst cities in America. Like, I, I get that there's like bad parts of St. Louis that make it worse than like others. But like, even if you live in the nice part of St. Louis, like it's in St. Louis. Like, I mean, on a, on a scale of Ohio, where is it? Is I think it's Ohio? right up there. It's right really? up there with okay. Dayton and Cincinnati. Like, Cincinnati and St. Louis. I literally... Do you remember when I... Uh, shoot, we'll get to play it again soon. Remember when I put that video up for February where the guy was like... Uh, February? If my dad said, if you can get through February, you can get through anything. And he was talking mm -hmm. about how drab and dead everything is in February. Um, mm -hmm. I kept looking for that video off... Like, after I had posted it, I couldn't find it. Um, and... I kept looking for it, thinking it was it was shot in Cincinnati, and it turned out it was St. Louis. And it was like, oh yeah, same fucking same thing. difference. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. A friend of mine was working for a company that was based in Ohio, <clears throat> in Ohio, and for her to get a promotion, she would have to move there because that's where the corporate was, was located. And she was like, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want the promotion. No. Like if <laughs> I do Ohio. really good at my job, I would love to be like a trainer. Sure, um, but I have to live in Troy, Ohio. Well, yeah, people are pretty much yeah same. Figure out where I work now. <laughs> I've never been, but all I know is the rivers used to catch on fire. So that's, <laughs> that's you know, one river. It was one river, Alan. <laughs> doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you, you want to start a damn show? Let's let's all start right. a show. Um, you know, it's been a while since I've asked you this, and maybe you've had a chance to think of some other ones. I think I really got you off guard the last time I asked you this. But uh, what's your favorite racial slur? <laughs> Say it. Uh, it's that guy from the Young Turks. Um, <laughs> Hold on, you have it in the soundboard. Yeah, I'm looking for it, it. I'm looking for it. It's not. Uh, it's not this one. I play with my tonsils all the not time. That one. Hold on. Chink. Whoa. Chink. That one. Chink. I like these two because there's. A, it's subtle. Chink. 
change. <laughs> You're working it out. Change. I was really trying yeah. not to. Yeah, trying. <laughs> What's yours? Oh, I'm lucky because I can say mine. Unlike Alan, oh. who said that an awful lot. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you got some East Asian in you, Alan. Hopefully, right? You know what? Yeah. Just say yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm lucky. I can say mine. I'm kind of torn between honky and dago. <laughs> Dago is pretty good. Dago is pretty good. Hey, did you know it's Dago? D-A-Y-D-A, like day, D-A-Y. I thought it was D-E-G-O. Yeah, so do I. I don't, I don't even know. D-A-G. Uh, I didn't know how to spell it, and I typed it down in the sheet in case you asked me. Dago. Oh, yeah. Keep saying it, Alan. <laughs> Okay. Well, that sets us up for this. Um, (laughs) Thrash sent this to me. And from the setup, you're going to be like, oh, don't pick the two countries I think you're going to (laughs) do. All right. All right. Here we go. Thrash sent this one in. And when I saw this one, I was like, please don't, please don't, please don't move to the two countries. (laughs) It's uh, soccer matchups. Sweden plays against Denmark. The scoreboard will say Sweden. When Poland plays against Andorra, the scoreboard will say Poland. I get it. When yeah. Cyprus plays against Russia, the scoreboard will say Cyprus. You see where this is going, Alan? I see where it's when going. When Niger oh. plays oh, against no. Germany, the scoreboard no, will... No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Should we record? Yeah, one, two, three. All right, you ready? I am ready. <laughs> Are you recording? I'm almost out of yes. booze. You want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. Boom. Episode number 327 of Not Taken. Woo! Uh, what are we? The Internet's only debate and current events show with your hosts, Dustin and Alan. Two political nomads from two different worlds. Shout out to Reverend Payton's big damn band for the use of their song, Ways and Means, for intro music. Thank you for joining us. At the time of this recording, it is Tuesday. January 2nd, 2024. It's a great day for America. (laughs) We are two coastal elites coming to you from the shores of the mighty Cumberland in Madison, Tennessee, all the way to the Pacific waters of El Cerrito, California. Here to recap another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal lives. Please subscribe right now wherever you listen to this. And if you're a real cool subscriber, you go over to trumpgags.com and sign up for the show's Patreon. We got a bunch of different tiers to meet you at the price point that you're comfortable with. But chip in. You got that monthly chip in in the show that uh, allows us to make our five hours of content a week that you love. Uh, and uh, help other people to help us. Head on over to slickitsdigital.com, slickitsdigital.com for all your SEO and marketing needs. And um, we have fantastic merch at... Not Trump Gags. Fungible Nuntakens dot com. But Trump Gags Patreon. Fungible right. clothing. <laughs> Slickets Internets. Hell yeah. All right. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Hope you all had a fantastic uh New Year's. Maybe get up to some fun and hijinks out there. Um 
personally, I was actually talking to MBD this morning, and I was like, man, I feel really kind of burnt. And I go, you know what? Actually, my last day off was Christmas. Jeez. (laughs) And my my next day off is until – I haven't had a day off since Christmas, and I won't until this Friday. Whoa. Um, So, (laughs) yeah, it's been quite the marathon, but I'm almost through it. I am very excited to be done with it. Uh, The next two days are are huge, long, early days. Um, Nice. Veiny? Throbbing? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Throbbing. Uh, So I can't wait till Friday. I am going to have some Friday beers for sure. Friday beers. Hell yeah. Yeah. How about you, man? What have you been up to? Uh, A lot. Uh, Let's see. I better not forget anything. So I put notes. Uh, Bathroom door lock D's. Let's tell that story. So we went out to D's Saturday night because they were doing uh, Honky Tonk New Year's Eve Eve. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was it was great music. Musicians were fantastic. Um, And uh, but so they have a bathroom that used to just be like a one hitter. But I forgot. And they put a stall in there, but the stall is like a four foot high piece of plywood. So when you're standing in there, if someone's at the urinal, you can see you know, you're yeah, just yeah. like head to head next to these people. So I went in and just did my normal thing and locked the door behind me because I didn't want someone to come oh, in and stand behind course, me while yeah. I'm waiting to pee. It's like, like I, I get, I don't know. I were, I personally, I would rather wait out in the bar than right behind the guy peeing in a one hitter stall. Like, okay. That seems yes. weird. You know, that seems weird. I mean, yeah, there's a awesome. sink. If you need to wait behind me, just use the sink. But the, uh, <laughs> so I go in, I lock it. I use the, I, I use the urinal and like halfway through peeing, someone gets up from the toilet and, oh. like, and I'm like, I just keep thinking about like being there and being like, that guy just locked me in. Like, just like, just so awkward. We like never said a word to each other. I didn't even look to see what he looked like. So I wouldn't like have an awkward look at him right. later. Uh, was so uncomfortable. That's, that's um, yeah, it was fun. Um, New Year's Eve, New Year's Steve. We went to a uh, house party. Um, that was fun. It was a good party. It's just, you know, nothing to talk Except about. Except for that there. one annoying person. Did I tell you about something? There's always that one annoying. Yeah. Um, there was this lady that went up and like Natasha had like a shimmery dress with like mm. dangly things. So it's like one of those like flapper dresses that mm. like, nice. spins, yeah. you know, Ro- roaring 20s. Yeah. And yeah. Um, like first thing this lady did was like grab it and like start like moving it around. So she'd like go like that and rub it around. But like she didn't just do it on like the shoulder. And I guess she was like, you know, she's not rude. She didn't do it on her tits. But she did like right <laughs> on her stomach. And it's like, who the fuck wants to have their stomach rude. rubbed? You know, like. Like, I don't know. Yeah, there isn't a person that's like, yeah, rub, except Vivek, rub my tummy. Vivek. He likes it. Yeah. Yes. Um, Give it to Vivek. Yes. Uh, and then the big news yesterday, New Year's Day, New Year's Stay, we uh, drove to the other side of Nashville and picked up two beautiful Vishlas that. Oh, I saw. Be, they're so fucking cute. They're adorable. They're, oh, my God. Yeah, they're like four or five, maybe. And they are, the paperwork says they were three, but they look a little bit older. Vishas get like little sugar face on their snout. Mm-hmm. Um, and they already have like a little bit of sugar face. They're so fucking adorable. They're so sweet. Um, it, you know, you don't have to live in Nashville. It makes it a lot easier to come adopt them. But anybody listening that's interested in the dogs, hit me up. Like we'd like to keep them together. Um, so, are they brother or sister? Brother, or... Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm not sure entirely. Honestly, I feel like they were probably breeding. She she's got them them long ass nips, so mm-hmm. um, she. I think they might have been breeding her and just mm-hmm. I mean, dude. I mean these these vishlas that are like fucking dogs with fucking papers were abandoned at a shelter and it was a kill That's shelter crazy. and they were gonna kill them the next day. So Fuck. yeah, I know it's just unbelievable. Like who would do this? You know, who do this with wow. any dog? But like right, just like I mean, vishlas are so sensitive. Like such. 
intelligent animals. Like there, you wouldn't have had a problem getting rid of the dog if you wanted to, you know, and especially sure. if they're breeding them, they, they know people that want to buy them. You could have given somebody yeah. that dog. I don't know. I, it makes me angry, but maybe I'm assuming. Yeah. Worst. Fuck, man. Um, but they're they're. I mean, they made it through it. You know, they're, they're doing great. They're loving it here. Um, we got a pack of five dogs. It's a fucking oh, lot, man. It's a lot. <laughs> how's uh, how's Petra and Mithra? Uh, Petra uh, and Mithra are doing fine. Mithra's such a dummy. He's like such high energy and like stupid clumsiness that they get a little irritated with him. And mm-hmm. at one point, um, so like immediately, so we named the dogs uh, after famous, uh, if not Austrian economists, no <laughs> uh, Tennessee musicians, and I'll include oh, okay. Jack that as one because he lives here now. So we named one after my close personal friend Jack White because he had a little white. <laughs> you can call it Whitey face. for short. Yeah, yeah, sure. call it Jackie. Uh, so we call him Jack, <laughs> and the other one's Jolene. Uh, oh, I like it. Yeah, like it. yeah, Jack and Joe, um, and they're oh, they're just beautiful. They're they're so sweet, man. Um, I don't know what I was. Thinking. Oh, oh. So Jolene was like curled up and sleeping on my on my chest. Like I was laying on the couch, and she was like already comfy mm-hmm. with me. And then Mithra came up with a bone and like shoved it in her face, and she like woke <laughs> up, didn't know where she was. You know, that was her right. first time sleeping since getting here, and she like lashed out at him. Uh, mm. But like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't bad. How's Addie? Uh, Addie's fine. She growls at okay. anything, but it sure. Addie doesn't like to eat her food. And with four other dogs in the room, it's a lot oh, easier with her getting her food down. Yeah, she's like, okay, yeah. I'll eat now. Never mind. Yeah, I, I'm not a picky eater anymore. Turns out. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's life, man. That's it right now. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's cool. When we get into these comedy clips, let's do it. Okay, so as is tradition, our first clip is sent in by Young Thrash Lad. We oh, have yeah. um, Dan Cummings comedy. I don't remember what this is about. And then, before I pulled the trigger, it was so incredible. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, it's about hunting. Um, okay. So, it's, uh, it's, it's just hunting tales. It's just a tale about hunting. You know, just guys talking about hunting. And then, before I pulled the trigger, it was so incredible. Twin fawns. Come, I, right? How lucky are we to witness this? The whole family's there. Dad, mom, and the kids. <laughs> They're staring at me. I'm staring at Dad through the scope of my rifle. And I felt like we shared a moment of mutual respect before I pulled the trigger, and it was best-case scenario. I shot him right in the eye, literally blew his brains out on his family, and they scamper away in terror. Oh, Don't focus on that part. <laughs> focus on the part where Dad died a clean, painless death. <laughs> I felt like if he knew what was happening to him and could have communicated to me before the bullet hit him, he would have said, you're a great kid, you're doing the right thing. Thank you for the kindness. I feel like his kids, as they scampered away with his blood on them, if they would have understood what was happening, they would have been like, thank you for killing my dad so well. <laughs> yeah, it's all about uh, humane hunting, right? Like, nice, it's, nice. It's a good hey, play on it. Yeah. Real quick, can yeah. you hear this? No. It's raining like super loud. No, turn, no, I can't hear the rain. Okay. All right. I guess that's fine. That's probably what would have happened if I said yes? Like, all right, good job, Alan. Cool. I thought it was static, but it turns out it was rain. It was rain. (laughs) I'm just shitting on you. I'm sorry. (laughs) There's supposed to be tension, right? Like we have to. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. My fucking co-host, right? Stuff like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's this? Can you hear the rain? I can't. Let me see. (laughs) No, I hear my air conditioner, but you can't hear that either, Alan. No, (laughs) because we have quality audio. I was just going to say, yes. Unlike most podcasts. Uh, I got a clip from Jeff Dye. Who sent this in? 
Uh, T-Bone. T-Bone sent in a lot of clips, but this one was, I think, my favorite. This one's from Jeff Dye. Did you know you can't go to Legoland if you're just one man? (laughs) I found that out the hard way. That's true. You can look that up. I was in Kansas City. I had 12 hours to kill till showtime. Saw that they had a Legoland. So I got a car service. I went to Legoland. I walked right up. I go, one for Legoland. He goes, nope. (laughs) He goes, sorry, man. If you don't have kids or family with you, we don't let just men into Legoland. (laughs) And I was like, are you serious? He goes, yeah, very serious. It's a rule. And I go, why? And I'm not making this up. He goes, because here at Legoland, we're trying to reduce kidnapping. (laughs) (laughs) One, rude. I'm not a kidnapper. Two, what do you mean reduce? (laughs) (laughs) How many kids are getting kidnapped at Legoland that he said reduce? (laughs) He didn't say end or eliminate. That's like Legoland being like, we know some kids are going to get (laughs) got. can't get rid of all of it. <laughs> I said him though, I said, I said, oh, you're trying to reduce kidnapping, so you're not letting me in. Well, if you ask me, you're about to increase kidnapping, because I'm going to find a kid to get in. <laughs> <laughs> God. See you in a little bit. <laughs> oh, thanks, Taylor. They just have that sign on the wall, like, how many days since the last accident? <laughs> how many days since the last kidnapping? <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. That was a good one. <laughs> uh, uh, I got one Ben sent in. This is uh, from Ben Wonders on Instagram. This is, uh, well, the he's not the comic. Um, shit, who's the comic? I got it. It's Don't Tell Comedy. It's TJ. Okay. You know, TJ, it's right. TJ Stand-Up with a blue check mark. So search TJ Stand-Up. It, he did the thing where he put his name underneath that, right? Like if you hover yeah. over it, you can see the name. And the name TJ. So TJ. that's it. That's your whole fucking name. You know, maybe that's his move. That's this maybe comic goes by TJ. Power move. All right. I don't even remember the yeah. bet now. Oh, something about uh, being an immigrant. He's dying for your country. I'm not going to go to a protest in America on purpose. I'm not. I'm from Haiti. I paid a lot of money for a green card to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dying for this country. You guys do that shit. That's, that's your country. Why would I risk dying for America? I survived Haiti. <laughs> Surviving Haiti and dying for America. That would be like you survive cancer and you die of a gluten allergy. And that's, how, <laughs> that's how insane that would be. I'm not fucking doing it. You die for your land. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> okay. Um, and who's this? Brennan, my asshole brother, sent this one. This oh. is, uh, oh, this is great. This gave me complete vindication about audiobooks. I'm going to hit play because I think this is long enough. I'm going I'm to go grab a beer really quick. Okay. Audiobooks. I'm a big audiobook reader. <laughs> my friends are dicks about it because I'll be like, I read a book. And they'll be like, no, you didn't. <laughs> you just listened. And I'm like, so what? You just looked. <laughs> How's your sense better than my sense? We're both getting the information of the book. The only difference is I know how to pronounce all the names correctly. <laughs> audio. Well, did books. I get it? I want big audio. That was it. That was it. That was it. I nailed it. All right. Oh, damn it. I hit the long Taylor Swift one. I'm sorry, guys. I oh, didn't no. mean to. Only once. Yeah. Only once. No, there's a 12. There's a two. I just got to get that one off that board. That's that's what I got to do. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, that's the comedy segment. Let's get into how about that? How about that? 
Uh, opening clip. This is uh, I don't know how old this is. This is a clip from on Saturday Night Live about Vermont being the safest safest state in the union. So it's from this, uh, the the weekend update. And a new report finds that Vermont is the safest state in America for like you know us. <laughs> oh, about that. Got me. Uh, and I knew it was coming. Um, okay. There's, um, I don't expect our listeners to know all the college football players or everything that's going on in college football. This is funny for something outside of it. Um, even though I am wearing my Washington Huskies t-shirt because they beat mm, Texas yes. last night. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Any team. I'm just, yeah, okay. Anyways. Um, so Jalen Milrow is the quarterback for Alabama. Alabama okay. was playing Michigan in the college football playoff yesterday. Yes. Going into the game, they had some pre-show, you know, they've got a very long pre-show that goes into all the in-depth stories about all the players. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jalen Milrow, the quarterback for Alabama, has his own brand that he sells, you know, because these guys get paid now or they can, they're allowed oh, right. to make money now. Um, and his brand is Lank and it stands for something. L-A-N-K. Okay. Now. I understand his last name is Milrow, and maybe you're not familiar with a lot of Southern names. I'm not, no. But Jalen Milrow is not white. And that's (laughs) going to come up in a moment if you use your intuition. Okay. Milrow often wears his... Actually, I got to set this up. One more thing. You ha- when I tell you this is like a pre-show thing, these guys are all, especially the, the main host, these guys are all like, actually, most of the ancillary characters on the pregame show are like former athletes. They're a little more crass and mm-hmm. exciting personality types. But the host is like super straight laced, right? Like, right. he doesn't like, he, like butterscotch, right? Like, right. Okay, all right, all right, here we go. Jalen Milrow often wears his own branded apparel reading LANK across the front. It's an acronym that stands for Let a Naysayer Know. Mm. Being oh. told by his former offensive coordinator, that Bill O'Brien. That is not O'Brien. what I thought. Is that not what you thought? <laughs> Boy, let a naysayer know. Let a naysayer know. <laughs> the professional's right in the middle of his <laughs> lead. That's all right. I just keep I going. You There's five people up there. There's five people. There's three white guys and two black guys. Now, the one guy that called that out was a former player named uh, John, not John McAfee. He's a Pat McAfee. Um, and he is like the most exciting thing to happen to this program in like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, he's the one that's like, I'll go out there and say it. And then the two black guys are like, Oh, thank you for, thank you. Thank you. Reese is just sitting there like, what are they laughing about? I I did the reporting. I know what it stands for. Let me say no. no. That's what we thought the whole time. That's what we all thought. Jalen Mill. That's hilarious. Isn't that great? That's great. Naysayer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to get myself in trouble. I should have answered that from earlier. I think my favorite racial slur is naysayer. Naysayer. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, This one, I I didn't know what to do with this clip. At one point, I thought it might be a show opener. I just think it's funny. This is kind of a non sequitur. So the, the news crew is on site recording like a vehicle fire or some kind of a building fire. And the, the news crew's already on site, but 
Fire crews had the scene under control. What they weren't prepared for was a train that came rumbling through right where they had laid a fire hose. The train tried to stop but ended up snapping the hose. And the plane <laughs> I just love it. Like, it's only funny because they were there. Oh, what they hadn't considered was a train. Like, <laughs> oh, it's a fire. No, Nobody not a train. The Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, exactly. And it's just ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and they had it. They recorded it, you know. It's right there. Very funny. Um, this is what comedy sounds like for uh, people that need. Oh, God, this is a fucking train wreck. So I'm about to play a comedy clip that was not included in our comedy segment because we like to keep our comedy segment funny. Right, right. So the the. You know, I follow a lot of different accounts. This guy's clearly like a right winger with an agenda that runs this account. The comment they put is this is what late night corporate stand up sounds like in 2023. I got to say they're spot on. Watch how bad this material goes over because this is like you're fucking broadcasting like this is this isn't going to land. And it's hilarious to me. I'm Leo. A bit about me. I'm a comedian. Yuck. Um. But a lot of the time when people ask me what I do, I actually like to describe myself as an activist uh, because I genuinely do think they're not going to check. So I'm also queer. No, shock. <laughs> Thank you. For people at home, that's what shock sounds like. Um, I am queer. Except it, except it wasn't, right? It like, wasn't yeah, at all. It was like supporting and cheering, yeah. That's what shock sounds like. Um, I am queer, uh, specifically bisexual, and what that means for me is that I am 90% gay and 10% absolutely committed to proving my 8th grade bullies wrong. I will not let them win. (laughs) That... Wow. (laughs) It actually fit there. It fit there. That was more appropriate that time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think his bullies were right, actually. I mean, just in this instance. Maybe he's funny at other times, but like, oh, boy. I mean, compare that to like a clip of Mateo Lane. He smashes. Right. Yeah. This is fucking. Yeah. That's stupid. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow. uh, Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. I've got. uh, Well, you know what? Let's move on to a funeral. Um, This is. uh, Perfectly. What? Does that say Chevy Chase? What's my note say? Oh, Chevy Cruise. Oh, this is. Okay. Yeah. You know what? This is a good palate cleanser to move on. This is at a. uh, This is at a big mega church. um, And uh, it's a funeral at a big church. Wouldn't be church if we didn't have an announcement. There's a black Chevy Cruze, tag MSP2. You are currently blocking the hearse, and you need to move. Oh, <laughs> about that. Wow! Yeah. Can you imagine he, being that guy? I can't believe it wasn't a Nissan Altima. That's what I can't believe. <laughs> All right. Um, this is why I don't eat at Burger King. That's my note. Uh, okay. Here we go. I DM'd Burger King and said, I need to make a complaint. They said, hi, Terrence, what is the complaint? So I sent them a picture of one of their burgers and said, ain't no one eating this. Look at it. To which they replied with, look at you, and sent a picture of me and said, big off forehead. It's obviously Photoshopped. So I said, nah, that's Photoshopped. And then they sent it again playing tic-tac-toe on my forehead <laughs> and said, your turn. It's obviously edited. How do you even reply to this? I DM. Oh, about that. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Palette cleanser. Uh, do you want to play a couple of Aussie clips? 
Wes. All right. So I've got two batshit moments in um, South, uh, down under politics. One's from New, Ze- New Zealand. I had to differentiate mm. the two. This is normal Australian. The other one's crazy fucking New Zealand voice here. You get beef semen into the country. Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> they get right into this. Uh, he asked him, how do you get bee semen into the country? How do you get bee semen into the country? Um, the bee semen gets sent in in little vials. Better still, how do you get the semen out of the bee? So that's the most common question we get asked, Senator. <laughs> Thank you, you asked what I was... Well, I just don't know how you, how you do that. So it's part of the vernacular. Everyone wants to know how you get semen out of a bee. Um, to, to And I can't claim to be an expert, and you can... <laughs> There's some facts in this. You're going to learn some facts about bees. How come I'm the only one with a straight face here? <laughs> you, so basically, basically, you squeeze the bee, which averts its endophallus, and then the semen is collected from the end. And the oh. bee's still alive when you finish? No, but... No, no, but get be, the semen, you've got to kill the bee. Bees also die when they mate naturally. Oh, right. In fact, they explode. Uh, and that guy that was that one guy uh that's that like famous guy forget his name it's like hatter something like catter catter i think the guy that was like let a thousand blossoms bloom we played right right. yeah (laughs) bob catter that's what it is Uh, you can just see like a room full of like serious politicians yeah can't no well you know what let's go just across the channel there and check out what's going on in new zealand alan um, here is an MP who, her name's Nicola Willis, in case you want to look her up later. Uh, kind of fetching. Um, she says it's been a bad year of quotes from her. I haven't heard the others, but if this is at the end of the list, like... ...summarizing that is what New Zealanders care about is the size of the sausage, not how it's delivered. And how we will deliver it... <laughs> she genuinely looks like she just realized it. <laughs> wow. Mr. Speaker... It's been a year of bad quotes from me. Mr. Speaker. <laughs> fucking Oz, uh, fucking uh, New Zealand voice. Oh, about that. Mr. Speaker. That, I, I don't it's like hilarious. the way. And they're always loud. Like, as, mm. as a loud person, I can, like, you know, I can find common cause with uh, New Zealanders. But, you know. Do I have another? And the rugby team's not as good as it used to be. The the black, the all blacks. The all- yeah, yeah. Um, there's white used to be dominant. Too. Yeah. Um, all blacks because they, it was a typo in the newspaper. They said they play like they're all backs, but it, they put blacks and then they changed. they just ran with it. <laughs> yeah, hey, ran with it. Literally. Um, <laughs> hey, I totally forgot. I got more Australia here. This is oh. uh, dealing with your credit card company. By the way, that Aussie one, Alan sent in. Thanks, Alan. Keep it up. Okay, hang on. To Australia. Oh, you going to Australia? Oh man, lock that. So he's talking to his credit card. So the first guy saying, "I'm gonna buy a flight to Australia." This is his credit card saying, "Okay, great. We'll make a note of it." And that's sick. I'm so pumped for you. Now I'm gonna pay for my Uber to the airport to go to Australia. You think I forgot about your big trip? Jump in that Uber. Don't forget your passport, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're gonna have such a good time. And I was just got off a plane. I'm gonna buy a water at the airport in Australia. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> that cop? This is a fraud. Fraud. That's what you're doing. You're doing a fraud. It's me, man. It's me. No, you're not Julian. Because Julian lived in America. He's my boy. Just recently planned a pretty dope-ass trip to Australia. <laughs> and now you are stealing his stuff in Australia. No, I don't see the connection. How is this a surprise to you? If it's you, then you'll have no problem responding to the text. No. I just sent your phone. No, you can't send me a text, okay? Because it won't go through because I'm in Australia now and it's not international. Well, that's pretty convenient, isn't it? <laughs> it's not convenient. It's not convenient. It's the opposite of convenient, Okay. 
It's very inconvenient. Can you do an email? Yes, email is perfect, okay? I'll log into my Gmail right now. And just what the fuck are you logging <laughs> Gmail, <in>? okay. <laughs> Gmail. <is> like... <laughs> What are you doing here? Oh, I love that. Uh, That's so annoying. It is, but dude. You, and like you you try to do everything you can to set it up so that as soon as you land, you're all good. And then you still, yeah. you're like, okay, I guess I got to get on Wi-Fi so that I can just make one connection so I can buy a fucking Uber. Like, oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah. I used to, I used to, this is not about international travel, but the, the Gmail thing, I used to do classes where I had to print materials to hand out. Uh-huh. And I would go to FedEx to print, you know, all these booklets and shit, right? And I would access the, the files through my gmail and every time gmail would be like you're not alan you're not alan. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and i'm like dude what the fuck yeah yeah it's 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 obnoxious i think that one's yeah. gotten better right i don't know this was years ago maybe, yeah maybe yeah. yeah um i've got a good example of what um the average none taken listener sounds like when somebody tries to be a fucking dick i think this okay. is a very reasonable but opinionated and uh has no problem standing up for himself, but also is like, hey, I'm a normal person. You guys are being crazy. See why I called it an untaken listeners? Mm, we're I like it. Okay. Yo! Yo! So the guy in the car is yelling at a guy that just left the crosswalk and was continuing like down the sidewalk. Yeah, pedestrian. Yeah. At like a normal person. He's like, yo, yo. So the guy turns. He's going to come back to him. He's walking back up to you the You just vehicle. hit my car? You just what? hit my car? No, I tapped it. Just to say, don't stop right there. You stop right in the sidewalk. Is a tap. Bro don't, bro, don't do that to my car, bro. What's wrong with you, bro? It's a way of talking to you. Don't stop in the middle of the sidewalk. Hi. He means crosswalk, I think. Yeah. Yo, this ain't, this ain't real, is it? What's that? Is this real? Is this really Are you going to take out a gun and shoot me now? Is this really oh, happening? God. Yeah. I'm talking to you like an adult. Like a normal adult person. Talk- oh, that's new to you. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's your brain, bro. That's- Yo. <laughs> oh, I love that. Also, I think he called it a cur, not a car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did say yeah. it weird. It's your cur, yeah. cur. And the other guy sounded all Canadian, so I'm curious bit, where yeah. that took place. <laughs> um <laughs> What do I got here? Uh, oh, here's a good parody from Ryan Long. I think this is like three or four weeks in a row we've put Ryan Long on here. Um, so this is a parody of like, just, there was like, I, I don't like the phrase, but some, sometimes when it fits, it fits toxic men that are just like, uh, what's your body count? Blah. Oh, yeah. She's fucked more than six guys. How could I ever fuck her? Like that type of shit. Mm, okay. okay. What's your body count? What's my body Yeah, let me guess. Bo- over 10? Yeah, yeah. It's probably over 10. So not only is this woman unattractive, this is a used up piece of garbage. Many men have slurped her up, horked her out, and now she wants you to pick up that hork and put a ring on it. Ma'am, you are a whore. What is this You show? need to wake the fuck up and realize that you have no chance with a man like me and Don. Hell no. I'm going to take you for a spin, but you want a ring? You might be stupider than you are ugly. Uh, that's hard to accomplish. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna take a quick second to tell you about the man summit that we have coming. <laughs> wow. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I don't know. All that shit just rubs me the wrong way. Like, I um, I bought Jordan Peterson's Twelve Rules for Your Life or whatever, and I mean, it was fine. I didn't hate it but very early on i was like ah this is disappointing and i use it all the time on the show as an example he brings up lobsters and dynamics and um betas and alphas with dogs as if that has any bearing on human interaction and behavior yeah. and you know like it i i get it it's a parallel or a, it's another word that i'm trying he to often about. seems to use strange metaphors i don't know where yeah. he just 
comes up with that shit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but he means it. I mean, but sure. he has the well, confidence that you get. He from, says it earnestly. Yes. Yes. Well, he has the confidence you get from being on drugs while you're talking. Like, like sure. he's just sure. like, well, he used to love opium, 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 and then he was like in a hospital. I think did people forget because of COVID? Like right before COVID hit, he was stuck in a hospital in Russia from being addicted to benzos and his yeah. daughter had to go there and like force feed him meat or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I do yeah. recall that story. Yeah. yeah. All right. But totally, he should be telling people how to live their life, you know, totally. Um, shit speaking of people that have their shit together, uh, John Daly, who for a moment, I forgot how, what his name was. And I had to Google, um, are you serious? Yeah, I Googled. So I mean, it was just, I just, I was blanking. That's all. Like, okay, I, just, okay. I just couldn't remember his name. I was like, it's on the tip of my tongue, whatever. Drunk golfer. First thing that shows up, do it right now. <laughs> Type in drunk golfer. Tell me what happens. I mean, get the clip okay. ready. I bet you can't even finish it and it shows up. Drunk golfer. Yep. John Daly, right? Yeah. So um, John Daly is, uh, this is a podcast with three of our favorite people, John Daly, Tucker Carlson, and Kid Rock. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Quality Americans. Tucker, I think, asked him, like, how many beers he drinks in a day, and his answer won't surprise you, but it should surprise you. What? What's the most number of those you've consumed at once? Oh, I can Mm. drink 40 of these in a day. How many? 40, easily. (laughs) 40? Fuck. I've sat with him when I drank three bottles of vodka. (laughs) <laughs> confirmed back in the day it was like three bottles of jack daniels or crown but since i got cancer i went to vodka went to the <laughs> just because healthier just yes. keeping it healthy yeah, yeah i know keeping what you mean I mean, that, what that's it i said okay good button sorry there's a oh, story about um him being at a bar before a tournament and tiger woods like walked by or something and he tried to get him to have a drink and tiger was like no no i'm, I'm playing in a couple hours i gotta go hit the gym and daily proceeded to get drunk and then be, Tiger Woods score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he's not going to do that every week. I mean, there's a reason. But I mean, that guy's yeah. an amazing golfer. You can't really hold his um, addictions against him. But some people sure. are just built that way, right? I suppose. Uh, do you want to hear? This is a clip. Now, this is old. This is from the 2014 Idaho governor's race. Oh, we're moving into isn't that? Oh something? yeah, thanks. We're in. Isn't that something? I think Thrash sent this in. I forget. Somebody did send this in. I don't think I found okay. this on my own. I stand on principles. I went to jail for homeschooling. And uh, when I grew up, I, I stand. I stand on principles. I went to school. I went to jail for homeschooling. Jail for homeschooling. Yeah, <laughs> okay. homeschooled too hard, man. <laughs> I stand on principles. I went to jail for homeschooling. And uh, when I grew up, a young man. I was the youngest company commander in the United States Navy Seabees, you know, the Mud Marines, the Naval Construction what? Forces. Uh, Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness. I said, God, how about putting me back on active duty and making me a battalion commander? Long story short, he says, no, son, I got a higher rank for you. I'm going to make you the commander in chief. Why is also the man leaving the natural use of the woman? They say that the child is the father of the man. What? Posted bigoted what? jokes on your website. Oh, this uh, uh, Hold on. He's going to list off the things that this guy put on his website to like list off things that he shouldn't have said or something like that. Ah, okay. And he, he, he doesn't provide a complete list. And the guy finishes the list for him. Fewer in women and gays and Jews and Asians and Polish people like and me. Bikers and, and Irishmen too. <laughs> the murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers. And black jokes. And by the way, my wife screamed that. And we took the real hardcore zingers out. I stand on Prince. It's okay. It's not 
that racist. My wife screened it. It's fine. We took the hardcore one. Yeah, down. it was way worse. You should have seen what we were laughing at. This is the stuff we're okay with. Isn't that something? Um, hey, this was big fucking news. I saw this. Like this died down like immediately. But did you see any of those headlines that said a Tesla bot attacked a Tesla employee? And if you saw it, you saw the same part of the headline: left a trail of blood. Did you see this? I did not okay, see this. Okay, you've been at work. Nazi? Yes, I have. You said Nazi. Here you said Nazi. You said that again. <laughs> um, so uh, this would be down in uh, Wackadoo of the Week, but I forgot to format the sheet. Um, Ariel <laughs> sent this in. Um, this is a little bit of a long clip. We're going to have some fun here because the the presenters... Well, just when you thought you... This is bad local, local news. What's the Queen City? Is that Cincinnati? I feel like that is. I have no idea. Yeah, well, anyways, it's Queen City News. And they are um, they're going to pass the story off to this old bag that looks like she has nightmares about robots attacking people all the time. Like this is like, oh, I got to have this story. That's my worst tra- dream come true. Heard it all. Brace yourself for the bizarre. It's something that you might expect to see in the it movie iRobot or the Terminator. Well, but not, this scenario um, jumped right no. off the silver screen into a car factory. Chief Transportation Correspondent Mickey Beeler is here now. And Mickey, a new report was just released about a robot going rogue in a factory and injuring a worker look at her look at that face she's gleeful she looks like she like she she's like yeah i've been telling people these robots are gonna kill people <laughs> when she starts talking yeah and drew blood wow in the Ooh. process this Thanks. is wild she's excited all right if this isn't the most bizarre thing i really don't know what is it is hard to believe this could happen in real life but a software engineer was attacked by a malfunctioning robot yeah It happened on the floor of the Tesla factory in Austin, Texas, that, according to an injury report, submitted to federal officials and health authorities. When did this happen? Well, the attack actually happened two years ago. Oh, so it's not news at all. It has just now come to light. The robot reportedly attacked and just really acted out on a violent streak after the engineer disabled. The robot attacked and acted out a violent streak. (laughs) Wait, so so like just realize that this is two years old and you realize wow. that this isn't like some like humanoid robot like with arms and legs that's walking around the plant lifting boxes like Boston Dynamics, right? This is literally a car building robot that the guy turned off all the... Ro- I'm not going to play the rest of this clip. He turned off all the other robots in the assembly line. He didn't turn that one on. It began to move. I don't know why. Not because it had a thought, right? Just because it wasn't powered down. And it will only kill you if you stand in the fucking vicinity of its radius that it can right. spin around to it's a fucking it's a car building robot like this is like this this if if you said like hey somebody on the assembly line got pinched by some machinery and it drew blood that's the same story right? that's more accurate yeah, yeah this is fucking she wanted to make it sound like a so many headlines but again i mean we didn't skip a story last week but even though neither of us were really paying attention to the news we came on here we're like look at these headlines it seems nothing happened last week that's when this story <laughs> broke out right Right, right. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, they had some space to fill. Exactly. Oh, button. Yeah. Sorry. Isn't that something? Um, back to uh, Tucker. I don't know if Tucker's really in this. This is Jordan Belfort was on Tucker. Do you remember who Jordan Belfort is? Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Ah, okay, okay. So he's going to talk about uh, his cellmate was Tommy Chong. Uh, of Bong and Cheech and Chong fame. Cheech and Chong, okay. And Tommy Chong convinced him to write the book that he turned into, The, the Wolf of Wall Street, that ended up getting picked up and oh, made into the movie. Okay. Um, just everybody deserves a second chance, everybody, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this man's a scumbag, right? <clears throat> like, I don't know if you watched... One thing really bugged me when that movie came out, I was living with... Um, 
an effeminate roommate who didn't mm-hmm. want to watch watch that movie because he said it's toxic masculinity. It's probably when I first got turned off to people using that phrase. Because like mm-hmm. when you first learn that phrase, when somebody doesn't use it in a weird way, you're like, that makes sense. Like, sure. I'm a guy. There's too many of us in a room. It's weird. Just like there's too many chicks in a room. It's weird. Like, you know, we all kind of rile each other up. It's fun. But like, yeah, I understand what you're saying when you say toxic. Yeah. But then sure. somebody uses it like in a way that's like clearly like associated with their agenda. And you're like, you fuck off here. And so like when my roommate was like, I don't want to watch Wolf of Wall Street. It's just toxic masculinity. It's like, well, they're not telling you it's the right way to live. Like, right. like this point, isn't yeah. a fucking like guide to life. Jordan Peterson didn't write this, you know, <laughs> like this, this is, you know, a bad person. It's funny. Like I, I, I don't know about you, but I can look at something, be entertained by it and think like, man, that is badass. I will never want to do that. Even though I can recognize the part of me that enjoys like the fruits of the right. labor of being a dick. I just don't want to be the dick that, acquires yeah, that you know like you can enjoy a mafia movie doesn't mean you like thousand percent i i tried yeah. i've used all these analogies i was like you watch other movies that did, like just just to connect from it like right. <laughs> jesus anyways so like i i don't think this guy's a good person but i'm not shocked that tucker carlson has been sold by him right like jordan, jordan <laughs> yeah. here just go ahead i go to jail and it's not the worst jail in the world who's my- i just i get the feeling like it doesn't really come up in the clip but you get the feeling that jordan that tucker is like yeah you're the man i gotta bring you on my show so all the dudes mm. this just falls into this lane of like there's just this lane we talk about it all the time of like guys like drawing in dudes that think that like if honestly, like i don't have to worry about offending all grabbing by the pussy yeah know, they do well it's along the same way like i yeah. i I, I, I don't know. I want to like self-censor, but then I remember it's not our listeners. Like it's right. guys that need like a dad. Right. You or know, masculine validation. Yeah. Right. That's it. Yeah. 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 Uh, right. Yeah. I described a symptom, but it's, it's needing masculine validation. Yeah. And, and, and I just feel like he knows that that's what he's going after by bringing this guy on and sort of promoting mm-hmm. him. Um, I don't mind it. I think it's an interesting story. But are you shocked at all that, you know, <laughs> not, yeah, not at all? Yeah. Not at all. Bunkmate, Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. What was he doing there? So he's there for selling, not marijuana, oh, but bongs. Bongs. So the first few days, you know, much does he just a, tell each other stories? And I'm telling him stories about my life, the insanity, and he's just rolling, he's laughing hysterically every night, right? He's like, this is, you actually sank the boat, you crashed these cars, you did all this insane, you made all this money, and all these drugs, he goes, you have to write a book. He's like, I'm Tommy Chong, I think your life is just insane. He goes, write a book. I go to the prison library, and I stumble upon a book called Bonfire of the Vanity by Tom Wolf. Yeah, of course. And I used this book like a textbook and I taught myself to write. So I wrote about a hundred pages when I was... This is what a con man, right? Like, I don't think you needed to go read the most popular book in America at the time or what was at one point. Like, like everybody, like when you were growing up, everybody your parents' age at one point was reading Bonfire the Vanities, right? Yeah. And then they were disappointed by the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I might be getting that confused with Santa Most Fire, but anyways, the... Um, uh, yeah, I like I like this is his con, right? I read this book. I used it as a textbook as how to write. It's like you never read a book before or learned how to write. Like you're telling me that that the, the Tom Wolf book, a story. Yeah, before. it's just bullshit. Like like right, you right. were a salesman. Do your salesman thing and write it down. Like of course, he's, right, right. but he's not a genuine honest person. So this is how he comes. Sure. You know what I mean? But yeah, it, absolutely. Like I, I feel like most people. I'm not tooting my own horn here. I feel most people hear him talk and he's just so convincing that you don't mm. for a second think hold on you didn't know how to write like right. like you yeah, strike me as someone that like you you pick up anything and you're good at it. you're jordan belfort like they, 
I get that sure. about you. Don't yeah. lie about some weird fucking pitch, you know. <laughs> I was in jail, and then I ripped them up. I didn't think they were good enough. And I spent one year... Just look at like, Tucker just staring at him like, no he way. just has like you almost ripped, mouth agape. You ripped up your rough drafts? Yeah, yeah. No. 18 hours a day writing the book The Wolf of Wall Street. He's like, how would you have the dedication to spend 18 hours writing? I don't know. He was in prison for what he did <laughs> in the story. It was still a manuscript. It became a bidding war between Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio. So began, you know, the story of The Wolf of Wall Street. All right, that's all. Go uh, wow. watch Tucker on X.com. There, there, we're selling it. Um, some big news happened today. I didn't include the first time I saw this making the news today, but once it showed up in one of the podcasts I was listening to, I was like, oh, I should clip that out. The, the, the clip that I didn't put onto the show was, uh, who's that guy that whenever he recommends a stock, you should go sell it right away, but he's like the big famous money trader guy. Oh, he's, Elon Musk. No, no, no. Uh, Jim Cramer. <laughs> Jim Cramer right, right. was like, there's going to be an ETF soon for uh, Bitcoin. I'm uh, kind of bullish on Bitcoin. It's like, sell Bitcoin now. <laughs> Hello, Bitcoin seller. Please buy my Bitcoin from me. Um, anyway, let me play the uh, reason. Did I, save it? Did I send a fucking picture? I sent it as a picture. This is a picture. I don't. Is it? I, <laughs> I didn't send a video. It I, I, shut up, Alan. I was trying to figure out why I had so many... Uh, uh, I only recorded one video from them, and then I saw two things there. All right, whatever. Um, are potentially going to approve a Bitcoin ETF as early as next week. And if that happens... Can you explain what of, that is in like two sentences? Sure. Uh, an exchange-traded fund. So it'll essentially allow um, big institutions like Vanguard and BlackRock and Fidelity to hold... Uh, Bitcoin, uh, something that reflects the value of Bitcoin. And so all the people who have their money and, you know, 401ks and IRAs there will be able to allocate some of their money into Bitcoin easily without having to have the technical know-how to actually self-custody their own Bitcoin. And, so in and some ways, Bitcoin is going to be more integrated into the traditional stock market. Precisely. Precisely, sir. So in a sense, this will sort of mainstream it, right? Yeah, I mean, so ETFs the same way like you can buy the Nasdaq 100 or, right. uh, you know, you buy it as a stock, but the stock reflects what the Nasdaq 100 And does. because of that, people will have currency yeah. or something on hand. So you can buy 100 shares of the Nasdaq 100 as opposed to buying every company in the Nasdaq 100, right. things like that. Yeah. Right. But I guess what I'm trying to say is not – I wasn't trying to further explain it. I was trying to say oh. like a consequence of that is in, in yet another way, uh, this will sort of mainstream Bitcoin sure. – to more investors, right? Yeah, um, it broadens the appeal in the market. And, and, and again, like the beauty of Bitcoin isn't it as an investment vehicle, it's as, it as a currency with function, right? Mm -hmm. um, which is why, in my mind, it still seems like it will settle. I mean, I thought it would settle a lot lower rather than raise as high as it is, but it's as high as it is largely off of speculation. So we'll see, keep seeing booms and busts of that. Um, but somewhere there's this through line of its actual value somewhere in between that. Um, but this will get more attention to it. Um, and I mean, along the process, along that, that process, it's people will become more curious. Okay. So like if, if right now the people every, every time there's an expansion in the percentage or the, the people who use crypto, there is a percentage of that, a sub, a sub genre of those newly acquainted to crypto people start asking themselves, wait, why is it that I'm doing this? Am I doing this because 
Otherwise, I have to have a third party get involved with every finance. Like anytime I want to exchange currency for goods or services. And then you kind of, if you think about that too long, you're like, why do I need a financial institution? I just need a place that holds my money. But the financial institution or a government is often that third party while you're trying to exchange um, currency for goods. And Bitcoin allows you to bypass that. Um, sure, as a byproduct, you might have some nefarious transactions. But at the same time, like th there's no need for those entities. And in like a future long enough time period, timeline, um, that streamlined process is available. And there's more people will be brought to that right and yes you know they'll be naming their dogs after austrian economists because they'll start reading <laughs> mises and hayek but uh I, I don't know i think that i think that we'll see more and more people sort of questioning why our financial institutions and the regulatory side of government is so obtrusive the more they get into this and not necessarily well, so being a libertarian just those kind of questions come up naturally when you get into this there are issues with with cryptocurrencies though which I'll get into in a second, but I mean, Bitcoin itself has been on a tear yeah. last six months right. up 45%. When you, when you uh, get into those other issues with crypto, are you going to talk about fiat currency at all then? Yes. Okay. Um, Sorry. one year it's up 171%, five years up a thousand ninety percent. So if you bought Bitcoin five years ago, you're feeling pretty fucking good about your investment. Um, so I talked about that book. So I'm reading a book, listening to a book, you know, however you want to say it. Say read because people will be snobby. Reading. Yeah. Um, it's by Zeke Fox. It's called Number Go Up. He was a reporter for like Bloomberg and uh, a similar type of uh, news outlet before mm -hmm. writing this book. And so he started investigating cryptocurrency some years ago. Um, he ended up being sort of one of the reporters that was talking about SBF and the whole, you know, what happened over there. Mm. Um, and one of the things that he discovered in his uh, investigation was um, there are a number of... <laughs> All right. So have you ever gotten a text or perhaps an email from somebody you don't know and they're saying, hey, I, I found your number in my phone. I don't know. Do we know each other? Uh, just kind of trying to start a conversation with you. Have you ever gotten something? No, like just total phishing. Yeah, I have. Okay. I've gotten many. Yeah. Um, so apparently where most of those come from is scam farms in Cambodia, which huh. are run by the Chinese mafia. Huh. Um, and they actually lure people in. They offer them jobs. Uh, people think it's legit. They get there and they essentially are human trafficked. They're not allowed to leave well, and they're forced to uh, try to scam people out of money. And they do it by using crypto. And the reason is because it's so untraceable. Um, Tether, the, the uh, Tether, which is a stable coin, is tied to the U.S. dollar. Um, so it's supposed to always be valued at the same level right. as a dollar. Yeah, um, it's, it's pegged. Which, by the way. Pegged, right. Pegged Which, by the, the way, their market cap... What is Tether's market cap right now? Market cap is... It is trading at a dollar today. $91.7 billion is their market cap right now, which is insane. But what wow. he found is a lot of these criminal organizations are using this to, to essentially launder money. Because you yeah. can't trace it. Yeah. So you buy a million dollars with the Tether, then you go exchange it for a million real dollars, and it's just in your account. And nobody can trace anything. Right, but... Um, but Money laundering isn't a new issue. Like no, money laundering but, but, isn't a crypto thing. But there are ways for uh, law enforcement agencies to track that kind of thing. That was way easier when it was real money. It had to go into a bank. It had to be laundered through a, a front company. Like a, there was a pizza one um, a couple of years Com ago. Comet the, Pizza? 
Yeah, no, there was a pizza one that the uh, Swiss found out about. Should have seen my where they face were using light up pizza places. <laughs> they were using pizza places in America to launder uh, like billions of dollars. Yeah, they got um, ping pong downstairs, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, so there are issues with with um, cryptocurrencies. I'll listen to they, that book. Yeah, it's great. Okay. It's not that long either. Okay. I just got it a couple of days I'm, ago. I'm getting to the end of my book about uh, some atomic scientist. Nice. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, that... I recommend it. I, I heard about him on the uh, – he was on the Underworld podcast. What's his name again? Zeke Fox, spelled F-A-U-X. Oh, like guy. Like foe, yeah. Probably not his real name. No, it's his foe. real name. No, like guy. Guy Fox. <laughs> guy Fox. We yeah. just had November 5th. It was a month and a half ago. Huh? Remember, remember. I guess November it was two months November. ago now. Um, yeah. I don't know. I still like my idea that there, this will lead to like, no, there are more certainly, of a cultural change. Like, there are certainly pros to, to cryptocurrencies. I'm just saying there's also cons, and maybe mm-hmm. we need to figure out a way to uh, stop that sort of criminal activity. Well, occurring. you know what? The fact that that's the thing you bring up when we talk about this is the, mm-hmm. other ha- the other side of the coin to what I was saying, which is the next time there's an economic downturn, they're just going to blame whatever that was on this phase of crypto being a part of mm-hmm. you know people's um, investment portfolios, right? Like the more it gets mainstream, it's an easy escape code. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I mean, and it's it is going to be a place where a large population will park money that they maybe shouldn't have. So sure. those will be the people that get hit when the market goes down again. Um, yeah, I mean, I bought some Ethereum because I thought it was cool, and I lost money, but you know, it wasn't that it didn't much wipe money. you out because you didn't no. put that much into it. Um, yeah. You it was you, fun. you recognized the risk you were taking, so you sure. you wagered appropriately, right? Yes, um, yes. I. And and who knows also, right? Like Ethereum yeah. has its qualities. Um I will say this. You you just talked about the history of Bitcoin and how it's how how well it's been in the market lately, yeah. um, over or trending. Um since since we uh started having this transitive uh inflation that you say is transitory transitory yeah. inflation, uh-huh. transsexual inflation <laughs> that ever since that started what has performed better the u.s economy which deserves more credit but mm-hmm. i think it, it's worth uh accepting deserves better credit than it is i still don't have great confidence but what has mm-hmm. done better the u.s economy or bitcoin bitcoin by far i mean it was like everybody was like ah, ha, ha, all those bitcoin millionaires look at how broke they are now where can i do yeah. like it's i mean i think that kind of I mean, in your your response would be criminal activity is driving much of that, so you can't really. I it's hard. You can't really put a finger on it because you don't know. Yeah, but pe- but mean, like, what what's North Korea's best uh, industry? Oh, is it mining? It's it's it's, uh, it's uh, uh, counterfeiting. Uh, it's like what, they're yeah, one yeah. of the best counterfeiters. So, well, like, also hacking, they hack a lot. Okay, they actually, I guess what I'm trying actually, to say is like, there's issues with counterfeiting currency with hard currency. They steal a lot of cryptocurrency. Do you, what do you think that those governments do when they make fake currency? Like, like I, yeah. I and maybe it goes hand in hand that then you can translate that into the Bitcoin. But I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, you know, there's always gonna, it's cat and mouse. It's always cat and mouse, right? Like criminals, there's going to be someone out there that's going to figure out a way to make a fast buck, and sure. you know that's. It's the nature of the world. I don't think that try st- the the concept of Bitcoin is extant. It, it is among us. It will be a thing. You aren't going to make it go away with laws. I tend to agree with that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. Um, yeah. Do we have time to talk about indictments for Indians from Peter Zion? I don't know. How far? Do we take me I don't know. You got to go get your laundry. I do. 
Listeners, I'm trying to keep the first half light because Alan forgot to flip his laundry. Alan's like, can we record at six? I'm like, okay. And he's like, no, seven. I have to do my laundry. I'm like, well, uh, 6.30? He's like, that's not better. Um, All right. You know, I want to play this Peter Zion clip because for once he has a short little clip. He's been doing Instagram ones and it's like just enough where it's like, you know what? If you want to hear more, go listen to the whole Peter Zion clip. I I think this is interesting. Um, So what? Indians have been going around the world killing... uh, Punjabs, Sikhs, yeah. Everybody, Peter Zion here, coming to you from my bed because I've thrown out my back and I'm going to be here for a couple of days. Um, Blew that back out. The news, (laughs) aside from that, is that there's a a lot afoot in relations between Canada, the United States, and India. Recently, the United States has issued an indictment of a number of folks in India, many with ties to the government, for an assassination program in North America, which, according to the Americans, has killed at least one Canadian citizen and targeted uh, unsuccessfully someone with dual American-Canadian citizenship. Now, both of these people are ethnic Indians. And as the indictment goes, there are factions within the Indian government who have used state resources to set up a murder program in North America and take out folks that they say are supporting separatism in India. Hey, everybody. All right. So I I just... They try to play this third lane, right? Like, they've always been good at it. They've been non-aligned through the Cold War, and they're really online now. Like, they are... um, They're peers, I think. It's reasonable to think that. They have their own internal issues, um, Mm -hmm. but they are overcoming that. You know, they're landing on the moon and all kinds of shit. Right. think so um they are doing what countries do when they start to sort of feel themselves you know as regional and superpowers and they're like well we've got some wrongs and scores we'd like to go settle and they seem to be going around the world doing that what's amazing to me is that they perceive these people as such a threat to their yeah country because realistically that's a russian shit right like no no no, you don't get to get away with it like yeah it's they're not that much of a threat they're not like they're not the things they're putting on ballots in other countries do have no effect in india they're they're not do like that doesn't matter right it's just you know they're stirring their their dissidents that made it to another country and are stirring the pot in that country to try to change laws back in india but they they aren't like they have no power but but the thing is you know India is a democracy. They started theirs more recently than ours. And depending on your perspective, from their perspective, they feel like they've sort of perfected it better because they had um, the way we have all our sectionalism within, you know, our states and our regions and different competing interests within that. We've had to go through our civil war and we have all the effects of it right now. Still, they have to deal with that, too, with a lot more conflicting um, issues, you know, there's, there's true caste system. There's, um, and, and, and just like different languages in different Mm -hmm. States, different, uh, different religions and, Mm -hmm. and just what they've been able to settle on is really impressive. Like there's like really no discounting the, the form of democracy that they've been able to build. Now, everything is shifting towards authoritarianism, um very much so and modi's yeah. yeah yeah talk about that i mean i don't I don't mean to discount that 
No, I mean he's he's essentially an authoritarian leader. I mean he, he everything, all a lot of his policies and the, the things he's putting forward are authoritarian in nature. Um, but for the most part, people seem to like him. Um, there, I'm, <laughs> there certainly is a plurality of the population that doesn't, but um, enough for him to continue winning, it seems. Uh, but they're doing what happens to countries at this phase, right? Where they're like, right. oh, we put a hit squad out, yeah, maybe we sure. do a coup in Latin America. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we, you know, we can't say we didn't have that face. I know a thing or two about coups. Um, (laughs) All right. So uh, let's move on very much. uh, Let's move into the Middle East a little bit more. Very much on the same subject. Uh, Speaking of that, just a fine segue. Speaking of that, uh, (laughs) Lindsey Graham, old Warhawk himself. uh, I bet you could guess what he's going to say before I play it. You want to guess? Oh, is he going to say that we should bomb the shit out of Iran? I've been saying for six months now hit Iran. They have oil fields out in the open. (laughs) They have the um, Revolutionary Guard headquarters you can see from space. Blow it off the map. The issue isn't that we know where it is. (laughs) Really want to protect American soldiers. Make it real to the Ayatollah. You attack a soldier through a proxy. We're coming. I've been saying for six months now, hit Iran. They have oil fields out in the open. They have the um, Revolutionary Guard headquarters you can see from space. Blow it off the map. It- Fucking maniac. Did like, he wants all ran- of us to die, right? Like, <laughs> Did you see what Iran announced today? Nah. They're sending a destroyer to the Red Sea. Oh, what? Yeah, after the U.S. took uh, out some Houthi boats. Oh, it's getting a lot harder to say uh, Iran back doesn't mean anything, huh? Yeah. It's oh yeah. boy. No, tell me more about that. Like that's that's some um I mean, my just, my my perspective on that is going to be shaped by listening to anti war radio talk about that. I want to hear what you're gonna say. So so essentially the uh so the US has a carrier group in, in, in the Red Sea. Yeah. We're trying to establish a, a safe corridor through the canal. Um and we blew up uh <laughs> what was it ten the three three three, three, who, three boats? Killed yeah, some of their guys. Boats. Yeah. Yeah, we killed some of their guys. Um, we also, or Israel also just took out um, a top Hamas official in Lebanon. And a top uh, uh, he- Hezbollah official, I thought. Or That's what I said. said oh, Hezbollah, Hamas. not Hamas. Okay. Wait. No, he- no, Hamas, not Hezbollah. Okay. There was a, a Hamas official, I believe, okay. in he- in Lebanon. I know. Why not Hezbollah. Zoidberg? <laughs> um, so there's escalating tensions. We've talked about that you know, previously on the show before, but Iran deciding to send, deciding to send a destroyer to the Red Sea. Now it is international waters. So they have a right to be there as much as we do, mm-hmm. but man, just... you mean next to their coast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, technically, technically it's not weird that they're there. Totally normal. <laughs> we're there, but yeah, technically the potential for shit to go wrong is just, I mean, we get closer and closer to the brink, man. I don't know. It's scary. Oh yeah. No, they're just edging. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh! Exactly. yeah. <laughs> Never yeah. know when. All right, yeah. it's just an opportunity to press the come button. Uh, it's it's it, that the anytime anybody says guess what, like if I say guess what, Natasha says it. Like, yeah. and, and and then I'm in like I'm outside of our group chat, and someone will be like, guess what, and I'll be like, come, damn it, I can't explain this. Like, how much time do you have? Um, okay, um, we got another edition. This is a bit of a palate cleanser, I guess. Another edition of Tough Questions with Jason Scoop. This is that guy that does the elevator interviews. Ah, okay. Uh, this guy does new episodes like every fucking day. So he's going through the subway, and this guy's getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> 
guys. And he, the cops let him interview him. Questions while getting arrested. Sir, Trump or Biden? Who are you voting for? Trump. Trump. Okay, uh, abortion, yes or no? No. No. Okay, Kanye or Drake? Kanye. Kanye. Okay, um, uh, can a kid become trans at the age of three? Can a kid transition? No. Okay, all right, best of luck, sir. God bless you. Oh, questions well that's something wow 10 out of 10 i he would have just answered the last one like <laughs> kanye trump uh i don't remember the other one yeah. abortion abortions there we go yep <clears throat> did you see kanye posted some wild shit today on insta uh, no i missed it oh no he's on insta yeah he posted some i don't know some hmm. models or something i don't know it was weird oh like sexy wild or was yeah. it like yeah yeah. Anti-Semitic. Yeah, wow. A single model. Yeah. Oh, okay. At first I thought it was Kardashian, but I was like, no, that's not. No, but that's weird. his type, right? <laughs> like he's yeah. just yeah. constantly yeah. going back at it. Uh, remember when they asked him like a heartfelt question? He's like, well, those thirst traps be fire. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, this is the Bob Seska show. This is Bob and Buzz. They're back from break. Uh, since October 1st, 2023. Oh, I guess I included this because I wanted to have good news about the economy. So this is, um, this is, uh, unreported economic news. So going okay. back to when? October 2023? Since October 1st, 2023. So oh. since the real robust portion of the economic recovery has occurred, there have been 720 articles about inflation and only 18 articles about the economic recovery. Only Which kind of highlights what we were sort of saying earlier. If I had any sort of agenda or thought process i would have set this up better but i don't have an agenda um but one thing i did want to say on the show is that like i i actually i have a i have i have a bit of an ulterior motive here two okay. two years ago on the show or two and a half like 2021 i was saying that at this phase in reagan's presidency he had all the effects of uh the inflation that was happening under carter and the and and he, and he had horrible econ- economic numbers in 1981, like just a huge recession. And mm-hmm. by 1984, he had one of the biggest landslides, maybe the biggest landslide in presidential elections because the economy had rebounded so well. The shit's all cyclical. I mean, I saw the writing on the wall three years ago. I was like, look, it's hard to imagine now, just like it was hard to imagine 81. People were writing off Reagan. Um, now I don't think that Joe Biden has the charm that Reagan did or the youthfulness. I'm saying this. Wow. The youthfulness <laughs> that 1982's Reagan had, Wow, but, um, he, he does deserve, uh, letting not, not badgering the fed into keeping rates lower, right? Mm-hmm. Like Trump yeah. would have been. Cause that, that's literally what happened before COVID, um, in 2018 and 2019, they needed to raise rates and Trump wouldn't have it cause he was afraid of a recession. So right. we just kicked the can down the road and then printed $6 trillion and then Biden ruined the economy. Okay. I, <laughs> I, like, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Biden definitely contributed to it. I just, I don't, I don't need to hedge to our audience, but like there, that there's a lot of things that went wrong. There's lots of blame to go around. Yes, yeah. yeah. On all sides. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good instance. Good people on both sides. Very that's fine. something. Very fine people on both sides. Well, that's a... Very fine. Yeah. Oh, we're not at half. Alan, your laundry is going to be so dry. <laughs> um, well, I guess we talked about Trump being banned in Maine. Yeah. All right. All right. We don't have to talk about that. Um, that guy, George Conway was on your MSNBC show and I caught a minute of that. And he was like, you know, I always read the dissenting 
uh, opinions from especially on appeals courts. So mm-hmm. when when the Colorado decision came out, he he read the dissenting one first, which totally makes sense, right? It really frames like sure. what are the drawbacks before you just What's read the, the agreement. Yeah. yeah, that way when you read the agreement, you know the the counter. Um, right. So he's like, yeah, uh, having read that first. I don't know what your case is going to be in front of the Supreme court. And I did include this because I was hoping to get to a conversation where I said something along the lines of this. I don't really feel like the Supreme court needs to be making a decision in this. Hmm. Why? I feel like the federal Supreme court, you know, the, the legislative branch shouldn't be making decisions about how States run their elections. I, I, I honestly oh, think rights thing. I, not even just as a state's rights thing. It's just the okay. states run their elections and they turn in their legislatures. The more that you get the Supreme Court in there is how you get, you know, federally ran elections in the way I can see that. Yeah. Like it's it's and, I mean, it's quite literally diff- not the role of the Supreme Court to tell the states how to run this. Different states set up their election systems differently. And it went so. through a trial. And whether you I mean, I could imagine not liking this. A lot of sure. And some states in their constitution allow the secretary of state to have more power than others. Exactly. Um, and that's what the people decided in that state. So. I mean, there, I don't I can't imagine the Supreme Court making decision on this that doesn't also imply that we need to go make this like complete federalized election system. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy on election night, but it is one of the good things about American politics that we allow that like it, it prevents. I mean, everything that Trump was accusing Biden of having rigged was so much harder to believe because there's 50 states elections if it was a federalized election it's that much easier to do all the things that he was saying were happening right i haven't i haven't really thought through this a whole lot but i guess the counter argument to that would be that just the chaos of an election where you have you know half the states allowing a candidate on the ballot the other half not um and just the you know the going back and forth, the chaos, the division that that could sow, uh, people feeling disenfranchised on both sides. Um, you know, maybe you do want an adult in the room. I guess that would be the counter argument. I don't know if I would make that argument. I'm I mean, we lived through 2000. Steel man. Did you feel good, steel man. Did you yeah, feel good no. about the way 2000 was judiciated? No. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that we always want there to be someone that says they can straighten it out, and then they right. don't, and then we don't believe in them after we go through that process. Mm. You can avoid yeah. that and just be like, look, Like, this is the flaws here, but, you know, it's not confusing. The 14th Amendment says what it says. Yeah. Like, it's not anything more than an eligibility requirement that he... I almost feel like it's inevitable, though, that it's going to get to the Supreme Court. I don't don't know, know, man. I I, I could really imagine them not, especially them turning down Jack Smith's appeal. Yeah. They're also running out of time. Like, you made the point earlier. Yeah, I think I said we'd hear it by, like, the 5th. Yeah. What's today's... uh, whether Second. they would take it or not. Yeah. 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 So they don't have much time left. Um, see. Let's see. Update on Venezuela. I suppose we could skip that. Um, but this is last week's show. I think I closed the sheet. I closed the sheet, Alan. Hold on. I got to open up the sheet. <laughs> I opened up last week's show. Um, we can either have a funny emperor name or we can go to half with. Uh, Way sent us something that can solve all of our problems in the U.S. Hmm. I like Way, but funny emperor name sounds fun. I don't know. I'll let you. You'd be dealers. Uh, well, here I'll give away the first one. So if you don't like the way politics is ran, as we just lamented over, uh, mm-hmm. one easy solution is commit tax fraud. Then all your money doesn't go towards those things that you hate. 
Right? <laughs> okay. I told the joke for him. Be like Hunter Biden. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Be like Hunter Biden. <laughs> Commit tax fraud. Um, tax frog. The frog. frog insurance. Frog? Geico. No, that's lizard. That's Geico. Frog. No, that's a, it's from a um, Discover commercial. Mm. Who's calling me? Hey, we're doing a show. Is your finger still on, bro? Yeah, my finger's still attached. Hey, listeners, I got bit by a dog yesterday. It's not the dog's fault. Oh, shit. <laughs> you didn't say that. <laughs> I uh, I called Eric, my doctor friend, because I was panicking. Because I was like, I don't oh. know, man, it won't stop bleeding. He's like, sometimes it takes a while. I'm like, it's been a, like an hour. And every time I take my finger off it, it gushes. Did you get a rabies well, shot? I'm, I'm glad that... I'm glad that your finger is still attached, Brad. <laughs> me too. Me too. All right. We, we, we were uh, doing something else on the show. We got to get you back on the show. I did say that when we did a Nielsen together on New Year's Eve, but now is not the time. Anytime you want to do a Nielsen, I'm down. I don't care if it's 7 a.m. Okay. All right. All right. I'll call, I'll call you this weekend. Okay. The right. doctor's second appearance Cheers. on the show. Cheers, man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> dude it's so famously great. burning pizza it's so man. great no that's brewer this is oh, uh, this bad. is eric that's, yeah, yeah, yeah dr yeah. paulson uh and i still didn't find my clip about um here you know what i found this i want to play this my son no not that one learn to swallow right, that's good enough <laughs> um here's a funny emperor name you ready for it i'm ready no emperor only in a war was more dangerous than a tactical genius known as Pupienus. T-U-P-I-E-N-U-S. A name I've seen before. Never, just, I never, never heard it. I never, like never yeah. sounded it out. Pupienus. <laughs> he rose through the ranks. His exploits became famous. No rival could wipe away your Pupienus. His house was of little renown in his day, but he came from the bottom to soar Pupienus. Oh, please pay no mind to just how short his reign was. Don't bid a farewell to the great Pupienus. His name left a mark throughout all history. It cannot be washed from the world's memory. Pupienus had a neck of a streak. His name sounds like crap on a bus. <laughs> His name sounds like crap on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> Do I have someone? T-Bone sent that in. I knew I had someone to give credit for it. All right, man. I'll, uh, oh, I put a note here. Ask you which bounce back better, our economy or Bitcoin. But then oh, we yeah, talked about Bitcoin, and I said it out loud. <laughs> All right. All right, see you in the B-side. See you. Go get your laundry. is the B-side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> in the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again Cross oh, the mountains of your chest I will stick a union jack Is it Jolene? Just little kisses. She just goes. Very sweet. Yeah. You only had it for like two days? Uh, yeah, this is the second day. 
Wow, she's super relaxed. Oh yeah, when I went to when when I went to pick her up, she just pawed up on. I I kneeled down to her, and she just mm-hmm. like put her paws on my shoulder and started licking my face. I was like, okay. Aww. How did you find out about it? Uh, Facebook group. Okay. Yeah, the Facebook adoption group, uh, fostering group. Very cool. Yeah. When you have a fancy dog, you end up in fancy dog groups, and then when anything <laughs> happens, you know. Yeah, yeah. She God, what a sweet down. girl. She is such a sweet girl. Who who could let that dog go? Uh, well, people that looked at her as a commodity, you know? Right. They were like, no. We've probably had four or five litters, you know? We can take one of these female puppies from the newest litter, and we don't Start need breeding. you anymore, you know? Yeah, Jesus. It's heartless. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm probably... Not People characterizing suck. them well, but I don't really think I need to give them the benefit of the doubt on that. Yeah, yeah, breeders are problematic often. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> totally. Yeah. Um, I'm going to leave the door open so the dogs come in and out. Did my acoustics seem different? No, okay. sound fine. I see just, that Menendez now has ties for uh, to a new foreign country. I, you know what I saw, it and it was like right as I was sending you the the video link for the show, uh, and I was like, it was Egypt before, right? Yeah, yeah, Egypt now is Qatar. Yeah, shocked. I'm, I'm, I'm really shocked. There's a corruption issue with Qatar. <laughs> it's really shocking. Oh, never heard of this. Weird. That's like, you know, they they totally won FIFA yeah. on the up and up. But if there it weren't, any... you know, but it's probably Bitcoin related, right, Alan? Since you just told me <laughs> that that's the only fucking evil currency there is. All right. Uh, this hmm. uh, keeps flashing here, and I feel like I should be able to change the name, but when I highlight it. Oh, nobody can see that. Okay. Um, let's get into the Trump cult. Uh, oh, yes. We're in the second half here. Um, as, as we dip our toe in, let me remind you, Alan, who's Paul Ryan? Paul Ryan is... Workout a, fanatic, yep. right? Because you remember that picture of him lifting weights? He was like doing arm <laughs> curls. Do you remember that? He had like a headband on or something. Like, I do His remember shoes that, weren't yeah. even in the picture, but you knew there were white Nikes, maybe New Balances. <laughs> or New Balances. Yeah. I'm thinking New Balances probably. Before they were cool. Yeah, former House uh, Speaker of the House. Yes. And it, it, yeah. now, was he, was it Romney Ryan? Uh, I think it was. I think he was vice president. I think president. it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Uh, in context, normal person. But sorry, we live in a new world, so he's a rhino because Republican doesn't mean Republican anymore. And anybody that's right. a former style of Republican is now considered a rhino. Sure. If you're not MAGA, right? Am I that seems characterizing to be... that wrong? No, I mean, I mean, well, I'm more right I, than you. You should be asking me if that's right. I, <laughs> I would say that there is a, a larger percentage of the Republican Party than not that believes that. I don't know why are. I'm hedging about this. I've considered yeah. myself a Republican for a very narrow period of years in my life. Sure. And uh, that that Your identification that I ha- Alan, <laughs> there's new kids here and I don't want to have to explain to them my neocon phase. Uh, go back and listen. It's just fun for me. I know it's fair. <laughs> I just I don't have time to justify it or explain know, myself or get into the whole I'm so proud of who I am now thing. <laughs> um the uh yeah, in my neocon phase. Um yeah, that Well, so I, just to reiterate the point, I think that there certainly not every Republican identifies that way, but yeah. there is probably a larger also i stopped you know, being a republican because of all the wars so d- calling sure. me the neocon thing is not accurate credit. that's not the part that to I, your credit to yes. my credit yes. okay all right. all very can i play this clip from paul ryan yes please okay this is paul ryan now being asked a question <laughs> 
You know, the party seems to be in a different place than when you got into it. And uh, why is that? You think? What's going to happen? Is that Madison Cawthorn? No, I don't think so. But he it looks like him. <laughs> he looks like him and he sounds like he should sound, if you know what I mean. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with the Republican Party in the U.S. and, uh, and perhaps politics more broadly? How much time do you have? What's the, uh, well, I'll Wait. give you a two-word answer, Donald Trump. Oh, must be the money. Sick burn. Sick burn. Sick burn. Okay, we're in the Trump segment. Uh, <laughs> these are uh, these guys, I think, um, man on the streets, what are they, uh, good liars? No, this isn't. This oh. is just his own. I mean, there's a million of these now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think this is about, like, indoctrinating kids. What do we do about this indoctrination? Get rid of the Department of Education. The national education needs to be disbanded. I just don't think that we need a national education. Like getting rid of the Department of Education. Absolutely. So what's an appropriate age to bring your kid to church, in your opinion? The moment they're born. (laughs) I was born in the church, actually. My mother had me in the church. What's an appropriate age to bring your child to church and have them read the Bible? As soon as they're born. I mean, well, I mean, they can't read when they're born, but a lot of baptisms happen at a very young age. Everyone in our church is homeschooled. We took back over our children. We took them away from the government schools. And that's a good way to get rid of the indoctrination. That's the only way that I know of. What other way is there? I am for homeschooling now. I was not a big advocate for homeschooling. Homeschooling to stop this indoctrination. Stop the indoctrination, and I'm not even sure we should be sending them to college. Homeschooling, it's a good way to stop the indoctrination. (laughs) It's about that. I get it. I get it. Because if you're teaching them at home, you indoctrinate them. But, you know, okay. (laughs) I I don't care for all the slander of homeschoolers. I mean, it's shooting fish in a barrel in that crowd, right? Like, you're finding the... um, Extreme bad example, I guess, there, right? Like they're going to do their homeschooling at their kids as they see fit um, with their slant. Mm. Um, but I have a lot of friends that you can make the, assu- uh, the assumption about from California as to their politics. Yes, that's that politics. Um, that they, they went through the homeschooling of the pandemic and they're going to keep homeschooling because they're like, I, I like being in control of the curriculum. I like helping them learn, you know. Um, I've known yeah, people that were, I... were homeschooled. They were socialized just fine. I would guess that uh, those people would understand the irony of that question. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, That's, uh, thank you. You know what? Do. I didn't say both thoughts. That was the end of that rant. <laughs> yeah. I started talking about <laughs> other shit. clearly do not. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I've said on the show before, I was homeschooled partially for... Oh, you're one of those people I was just talking about. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It works fine. It, it, because what? It's not like you don't have like hockey or something like that where you do social things yeah. you know like you know was, people in your neighborhood i was allowed to t- sort of roam and sort of mm-hmm. you know go to the library and read whatever mm-hmm. the hell i wanted which i did right and so it doesn't mesh actually, well with the age of helicopter parenting though huh? no no the roaming part but i suppose it meshes right. well with helicopter parents to raise their to homeschool them but sure anyways, sure. Right. sure um all right so that's just kind of picking on the worst of his fan base um it's weird that he has a fan base. That's what it is, right? Trump? That is weird. Like, you shouldn't be a fan of a politician. You should you elect support. him to, yeah, support, yeah. right? But, like, when it's – because that's the thing is, like, he can't do anything wrong, and he can pile up scandals so that – because most people – like, Nikki Haley, I think we have a clip of her. She has a scandal last week. It will probably derail her. It's one thing. But if you're mm-hmm. Trump and you have a loyal fan base, what, what you can do is get 12 scandals. And once you have 12 scandals – Nobody has time to talk about all of them and they talk about one and you dismiss one and people move on like he can get to the point where people are like, oh, that's just a bunch of shit we don't look at. But when you have a squeaky ish clean image and you have one problem, 
and and then and you don't have a fan base you just have people like oh i would vote for you like you can't get well, through that i mean there's a reason the name of this segment is the trump cult right i mean oh, that's yeah. exactly what you're describing yeah, exactly i forgot yeah. about that thanks um <laughs> so that's that's the worst of the the fan base this is trump talking about uh so all these people are like, fuck Joe Biden. I'm not going to vote for anybody who's going to go support Israel. When I'm back in the White House, the United States will stand with Israel all the way, 100 percent, without hesitation, without qualification. and Without, without qualification. Without any apology. We're not going to be apologizing. We won't be apologizing. Oh, is there more? He's the when guy I'm that back moved, in the White House. it? Sorry. He's the guy that moved the embassy to Jerusalem. Yep. I mean, he did a lot of the things that the people in that spectrum um that support israel for their own religious reasons that are strange and bizarre i think or you mean like um, people that think that when jesus comes back that it needs to yeah. not be a muslim control yeah yeah okay yeah yeah it's kind of weird um but that was a segment of his base and they loved that he did that it was rather controversial uh but he did it anyways oh yeah and remember baby like came here to um like talk to congress before the mm-hmm. election because it was to rally the conservatives because right. he wanted he didn't to he didn't talk to he didn't talk to obama he talked to congress. Yeah, yeah 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 exactly oh god yeah. yeah uh okay this is um i don't I don't even know my note says mike but it says mike k i don't know what that means uh <laughs> donald trump on a Mus- on muslim women marrying wearing hijabs oh. it's like i saw somebody i won't even say because it's embarrassing we want it where the women over there don't have to wear the you-know-what. <laughs> and then I said, oh, well, that makes sense. That's nice. Then I saw women interviewed. They said, we want to wear them. We've worn them for a thousand years. Why would anybody tell us not to? They want to. What the hell are we getting involved for? <laughs> in fact, it's easier. You don't have to put up makeup. Look how beautiful everyone looks. Wouldn't it be easier? Wah. Right? Wouldn't that be easy? I'll tell you, if I was a woman, I don't want to. Wah, I'm ready, darling. Let's go. It's true. Uh, no wow. notes there. Yeah. I mean, that's... that was almost. <laughs> he like tripped and fell into a progressive viewpoint. <laughs> I mean, if you. I've heard various viewpoints on this, but I agree people should be able to do whatever they, you know, practice their religion how they want, dress how they want. Um, now, there is a certain societal pressure uh, on women in those countries to act and behave in a certain way, which, you know, I mean, I think that's problematic, but I mean, if people say they want to do it. I believe them. I, you know, go ahead. Well, and it reminds me that like prior to the pandemic and masking became its own thing. Um, there was, uh, my cousin lives in Japan now and he's like, yeah, girls love it because it's just like, I don't have to, like, I don't, I don't, I don't have to do makeup. I you just put a mask on and go out, you know? So I would imagine it's one step easier than that. I, I honestly didn't really have uh, a lot of follow up on that. I just thought it was yeah. a good Trump. Club. I mean, I work with people in um, California, um, you know, relative progressive state, um, who choose to wear that sort of garb. Um, and it's fine. I, you know, do what you want. Yeah. Um, it, you know, I think it's different to do that in this sort of environment than it is to do it in Iran, say, where there is a religious police that can beat yeah. the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. There is. You mean, you're saying there weren't riots because somebody got kidnapped and beat to death right. by the cops? Right. For, right. Okay, yeah, that's yes. true. Um, have you... Did you see this stuff that came out at the end of last week about Chez, the cheese, Chesbro? Cheesebro. Cheesebro. Chesbro. Yeah. And I guess like all of his tapes uh, came out from his interview with January 6th reports and stuff. Did you see oh, any of this? I did not see that. No. Not, not see. Oh, damn it. No. I did it again. <laughs> uh, it's not a bad word. Um, 
that's what Natasha says. She's like, you can say it. It's not a bad word. I'm like, okay, can I quote you? <laughs> Nazi. It's not a bad word, Natasha. Um, Chasbro describes role of GOP lawnmakers in election scheme. I think Law- I just, Did you say lawnmakers? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lawm, lawmakers. 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 Lawn. Yeah. Lawn. Bad Boy Mowers. Brought to you by Bad Boy Mowers. Um, Chesbro. Four landscaping. <laughs> um, I like this clip because this is him just lamenting his financial situation from backing oh. Trump. And if, if I'd known the true facts, I would have come forward. I would have cooperated with January 6th, knowing that I could disclose all this information because I was under suspicion. Uh, let me start over. Sorry. Uh, back here. Well, this first one is him talking about the elector's scheme then to have the three top campaign lawyers in interviews with Congress claim they pulled out of this on December 11th and I ran off and did it with Giuliani when in fact they were day by day coordinating the efforts of more than a dozen people with the GOP and with the Trump campaign with their number three lawyer Finley personally supervising Georgia through the end for them to basically say they had nothing to do with it and it's it's because me and Giuliani is, is that's what really rankles. So that's, that's why he's mad. Uh, yeah, I actually don't. I feel like I didn't want to play any of these clips because I feel like they have so much context required to explain. So them. can you essentially he's sort of being accused of being the architect of the fake electric yeah. strategy. Um, and I guess, yeah, I he's one of the clip, co-defendants. Yeah, I, I guess in this clip, he's saying they're leaving me holding the bag, but I wasn't the one, the only one that was on this strategy. Oh, um, he's saying these are the people that were doing what? Yeah, that, that it wasn't was just me. Mm, yeah. Because okay. essentially the indictment. It Does hearing that change it? Because I feel like that's all like understood to be the case, right? Like does, hear, does hearing that change it? And does that, I have heard that that's been changing like the straight ahead Republicans more um, in the last few months at during in polling is, um, like non MAGA Republicans, independents and mm-hmm. Republicans are less favorably reacting to each spike Trump's getting from these lawsuits. Mm, interesting. I mean, the indictment against Chesbro alleges that he was sort of the master. The architect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Him and Eastman, um, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't heard the clip. Um, mm. Yeah. Po- polling numbers. I just don't trust polling. Yeah, it's true. But initially, um, Trump was getting pretty big bumps every time something, yeah, some of this kind of news came out, and now it doesn't seem to be happening. I think it's much. like as it's getting closer to, it's like okay, but this is actually going to be an election time, which is what I said, right? Because like if you looked at right. that poll where Biden did poorly, the yeah, thing he the did well on Sienna was one, when yeah. they said, yeah. So the only category he did well on was they're like, okay, what about a hypothetical Democrat? And they're like, oh, we'd vote for him over Trump no matter what, no matter what. And it's like, well, what do you think that is in November of 2024? Like Biden is that hypothetical Democrat then. He's the not Trump. But if you ask him what they think about Biden, those were honest answers. So I I don't trust polling. You know what I mean? Well, especially that particular question, the hypothetical question, because people can imagine, you know, their ideal. And that person has no flaws. Yeah, but that person it's also Nikki doesn't Haley exist. that didn't say it. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Wait, let me play yeah. this clip. This is him lamenting okay. his financial effects from. And if, if I'd known the true facts, I would have come forward. I would have cooperated with January 6th, knowing that I could disclose all this information because I was under suspicion because they had lied uh, lied to January 6th about me. And so that I could have. Uh, is his, his, his position is. I believed what Trump said about the election being stolen, and I believed Trump when he told me there was proof. And I'm a constitutional law expert, 
this is the way the election was resolved in 1824. We can do that now. This is the way you do that. And then he just never got told the truth by the people he was advising. Is that his case? I mean, it sounds like it. I, honestly, I drink- if that's true, I feel bad for this guy. But he's saying I drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. And I think that – I don't know, man. I, I mean, have it's never too time- late to get off the boat. Sure, but I have a hard time imagining that somebody – well, you know what? People can convince themselves of damn near anything. Oh, yeah. And then once so you're bought some, in, right? Like once, Yeah, and then you have the biases, sunk, right? That sunk costs and stuff, yeah. All that, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's possible. And, yeah, it does make him a more um, – He's like the opposite of the monkey in the pedestal. He's like, I've got this monkey. And they're like, okay, here's a pedestal. Lies. <laughs> right. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. Turns out the right. lies weren't true. Uh, okay. Uh, here's That's the rest. actually really true. <laughs> Here's the rest. Avoided all this, so it's been uh, it's been a real uh, lesson in um, not working with people that you don't know and uh, you're not sure you can trust. Oh. Because, uh, it really went south on me. I ended up losing. Uh, I had a wonderful apartment in New York City. I had to sell for a two million dollar loss. And, oh, uh, lost almost all my net worth. Um, uh, you know, because of the attorney bill. So it's been really. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, don't have a really warm feeling toward at least the top Trump lawyers that uh, that. Did this? Hit me what they were doing, and then uh, and then lied to Congress about me. So it's been really difficult. He certainly comes off as a more sympathetic figure, I think, after hearing that. However, he's also saying, "Look, they hung me out to dry. They threw me under the bus because I was the one they could scapegoat." And of course, I mean, that could be a, a good legal strategy, I suppose. But I don't know how you prove that. I mean, in a court of law, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a thought, but I my tongue and okay. it passed because I loaded this next clip and I can't okay. there's only so much room while I'm also <laughs> talking it's yeah low bandwidth I guess but a lot going on a lot going on <laughs> a lot just, going I can't hold on to the things okay anyways uh, I think I've described ADHD out loud um, <laughs> with hand gestures this is a weird moment at a Trump rally I don't know how old this is this is uh, oh my god so this is him like talking to some kids um they're like the, the Trump youth or something. I said to my kids, no drugs, no alcohol, no cigarettes. Raise your hands, kids. I promise Donald J. Trump. I think I accidentally played a couple of really cool Trump clips. <laughs> Look at these Is kids. he doing like a dare thing? Is yeah. That what's yeah. Right and there? They're, they're, they're pledging allegiance. That I will never take drugs. I don't want to say no alcohol, but take it easy on the alcohol. Right? <laughs> Cheers. And you know what else? No cigarettes, right? All right, kids, come here. But also come with here. the prescription drugs, it's totally yeah. fine. Yeah, you got to get the uh, – well, they're, they're fine. They're legal in, in, in the U.K. He gets it totally. shipped to him from the U.K. The good stuff. Yeah. The good stuff. Uh, you know that one kid in, standing behind him? Yeah. Reminded me of one of the players in that crypto book I was reading – was a actor, a child actor in the Mighty Ducks movie. Like That's the original hilarious. Mighty Ducks wow. movie. Was he Cake also, Eater? Like, was it Cake Eater? Fuck that kid. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Okay. Also, like Steve, the, all these weird players, like Steve Bannon shows up in this book too. Oh, wildly. There's all kinds of weird ancillary yeah. characters that end up in this story. But yeah. You know, he didn't That's, say anything about vaping. He did not. You can still vape kids. You know, he, why doesn't he have a branded version of it? I, no you, cigarettes. You know. Oh, yeah. Well, he's just, yeah. Trump oh, vape. Trump vapes. Yeah, you should see if that's it. Can you see if gold that's plated? Can you see if Trump, uh, can you see if Trump vapes is available? <laughs> Trumpvapes.com. It's, it's a matter of time until he wants to buy it. Trump I'm, I'm going to do this. While you, while you do that. Oh, I had a question I wanted to ask you. Um, remember when Trump said he was only going to be a dictator on day one? 
Yes, I do. do. What did he say he wanted to do? He said, he's like, I'm only going to be on a dictator for day one. And it's drill only for, baby drill. And that, that was the second one. Yeah. Close the border and drill baby drill. Yeah. Did you see all those headlines last week that the U.S. is producing more oil right now than any country in history? <laughs> uh, I did see that. Yes. So yes. is he. So. I know that this isn't the first time that he has been like, oh, yeah, this was a huge success. It was because of me where it was like a continuation of Obama policy or it's like this is something terrible that Biden did. It was a continuation of some Trump policy. Uh, But like he he it's not the first time he's taking credit for other people's shit. But like um, if he's going to say like we're already doing it, like the drilling is already drilling, baby. Like we're, we're doing a great job at it. The thing you want to do as a dictator, we're doing just fine at with Brandon. Right, and right, also right. it's um sweet and not crude and we need crude so we'll have refineries that convert it to that but we got to build those blah 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 i know you were thinking it i so i talked about that book i read like the new map so. i've never finished it. should i read it yeah okay that'll be the it's next good. one i'll finish it it's good and he talks about in you know we've been net positive as far as energy for quite a while it's just we just don't of, use the <laughs> we right, don't the use that oil for right, what we export it instead yeah and then we buy it uh, from them and they fuck us. According to GoDaddy, you can get TrumpVapes.com for one cent for the first year. Am I actually buying it or am I buying the right to bid on it? I made that trick before. Oh, I don't hear. I'll put this uh, URL in the sheet. Okay. Probably I'll look know. at you, it later. You're more experienced. Okay, put, it down, put it down uh, the, the Friday show so I remember to look. Okay. At it. Okay. All right. Thanks, All right. Brad. Uh-huh. Uh, none of you listeners better fucking don't <laughs> buy that out from under me. Unless you want to buy it and give it to us. Don't no, you think there's nice. going to be a time where Trump's going to want to start Trump Vapes? I'm sure there is. And he's going to be, oh, my God, this is our in. Okay. All right. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. Uh, okay. Let's move on to the best of the right. Um, okay. uh, Barbara Bobert. Barbara Bobert. Andrea Bobert. Lauren. Lauren Bobert. Thanks. Yes. Andrea is my mom's name. That's weird. That is weird. I'm trying to forget about the other things I've said about Lauren Bobert right now. <laughs> Um, all right. So, uh, was that Oedipal Arrangements.com? Oedipal. <laughs> I forgot about that I one. I forgot about that too. I think that just renewed recently. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, what is Oedipal Arrangements? Does that take you to our shirts? I think it does. I think yeah, it does. It's, yeah. it's okay. just like a uh, fungible and untaken. Okay. Nobody yeah. knows how to spell Oedipal or Arrangements. <laughs> I forgot entirely about that. Oh, God. Uh, okay. Um, Lauren Bobert, huge news last week. She's switching districts. Um, oh yeah because she can't win her current district basically i mean she went yeah. on the war room podcast with steve brandon and was like it's uh it's because chris pine donated 10 million dollars to that my 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 and then you can't buy our seat i can go over here like so so colorado is like five districts and she's going from like if you're just looking at the map of colorado she's going from slightly north west of center Pretty okay. big area up in the mountains to literally including Denver or not including Denver? Uh, no, just outside of Denver. Okay. okay. Uh, I think mostly mountain towns to suburban. Yeah. Alan, I swear to God <laughs> to <laughs> literally the entire east side of Colorado. Like, I don't know okay. if you've driven. You have driven cross country. Did you go through Colorado? No, I went south through like Arizona. If you go from if you go east to west coming out of Kansas, you don't know when okay. it became Colorado. All you know is when the Rocky Mountains would have been a little more rockier than this. Okay. That John Denver's full of shit. Dumb and dumb. Pretty sparsely populated, I imagine. It's nothing. I, I went to a yeah. diner there because like I love stopping at diners and yeah. um it was a great greasy spoon. But I'll never forget, I've said it here on the show before. They had a, a sign right below their menu that said 
no substitutions because I'm assuming they're too busy. No substitutions on horse sale Saturday. It's too fucking busy on horse sale Saturday. You can't it's be. Too busy. Yeah, uh, you ain't got time for that. Yeah, so she's going over there. Because okay. there's actually competition. So it would have been a Republican anyways. It's probably still going to be a Republican there, but it won't be such a problematic one. It won't be her. Which yeah. means they're going to hold both those seats still. And if she stays in this in the first district, she's going to fulfill my prophecy of that politician that just doesn't go away like Nancy Pelosi. We're, oh, it's going to be 2050 and we're going to be talking about her and those big old boobies giving hand jobs at the Beetlejuice musical. Yep. Yeah, the Say base, all the things they the want to hear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The sack, yeah. the grundle, fleshy fun, <laughs> fun bridge, all of it. Today, I am announcing my candidacy for the 2024 Republican nomination to represent Colorado's fourth congressional district in the United States House of Representatives. It's the right that lipstick move for me personally, and it's the right decision. I can't stop looking at her mouth. <laughs> for those who support our conservative movement, I will not allow dark. I'll watch it again with the sound off while you talk. <laughs> I don't have a lot to add to what we already said about it. I mean, she basically knows she can't win the district she's in. This is going to be ideal for her style of politics. Um, and so she's, you know, taking the easy way out and she's going to win. And Dustin might be right. She might be there for a very long time. We could be hearing about Lauren Boebert for, for many, many moons to come. Moons. Mm-hmm. Two moons over my hammy. <laughs> you can see the ring light in the reflection on her glasses, Alan. You can. Yeah. You can. That lipstick really is. I know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll just play another. Have a rainbow party with her. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> Says, listeners I, don't google that you don't want to know they know we're, we're <laughs> they know. that was know. that was like scandalous when we were a kid they used to talk about that the kids we these did. days what they do is they put on different lipsticks <laughs> which was never true no. it's oh. just like the satan stuff it's never true never happened alan <laughs> never no. never oh speaking of darling nikki uh oh. she had her moment about uh well, she got asked a really tough question in her defense. In her defense, they really hit her with a side, sideways curveball there, you know. So out of nowhere, somebody asked the former governor of South Carolina uh, if, uh, if slavery caused the Civil War, which, <laughs> like, were you? Wait, not, she was the one that had the Confederate flag taken. Wait, are right? you unaware of this? Were you that busy at work? No, I, I did. See oh, this. okay, I okay, okay. Yes. Um, I, I, I know we have smart listeners, but just for the one or two dummies out there, why is South Carolina significant to slavery in the Civil War? <laughs> I mean, they, they were they were, were the first. Yeah. The first, they, they were the, the first. To say yeah, they like they started this gangster the, shit. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and one of the best political speeches she has ever given. You could go like like one of the reasons why I was like, yeah, I wouldn't hate the world where she got elected is the type of politician that gave the speech at the state house in South Carolina when she uh, took, down the, took down the flag there, the, flag, the con- yeah. Confederate flag. I was trying to say she, they led the charge. I couldn't quite find it. I, I know. I didn't think you didn't know that they're all <laughs> <Yeah>. secessionists. <laughs> I know, Alan. Yeah. They were always starting shit, too. They were the um, uh, nullification crisis. They started it, too. They were like, states can just not do what the federal government tells us. Yeah, yeah they can. And it's like... They can fuck right up. Like, I... No, nope, I'm not. I'm not going to get into a separate subject. I understand the idea of that, especially when it hasn't all been thought out. But like, just this is what you get when you have, you know, 
I'm trying like someone like Calhoun up there representing your state. Oh man, you came here for the history jokes. <laughs> came here for the history jokes. All right. Uh, anyways, Nikki Haley um, was asked just a really tough question. Got mm. you know. Please, um, what was the cause of the United States Civil War? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. It's, just, it's not too what late. Do you think? It's not too late yet, right? Like you could start not with yet. that. You could totally start with that. In fact, you probably should start with that. Yeah. Because you, if you overgeneralize it and just say, "Oh, because of slavery," it's like slavery is the thing that the lost causers say was their right that they were trying to preserve, but. Like starting off with saying it, that there was this right and states rights and recognition framed around not seeing black people as citizens. Therefore, we didn't have to worry about their opinion of freedom under that. St- right. It's like sure. it's like if you just accept that in the 1860s, the, the, that you were talking about giving freedom to people that weren't considered humans by a percentage of the population. When you start with that framework, which no one can run for president, I'll say it. No one can run for president and make those words come out of their mouth. Like that's the sticky situation she's in is saying those things and then going on to saying the right thing about like, you know, yes, it's about states rights. However, they were fighting for a system where humans weren't involved in these rights that we're talking about. But I feel like she's, She's tiptoeing too much. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, like, like I mean, is, everything I just said was tiptoes. And no, like, no, absolutely. But I think, like, this is similar to, like, the Harvard professor testifying before Congress. 100%. Anti-Semitism at their school. Well, but, like, it, it shouldn't be that hard. No, You should no. be able to. She's going to keep going. This. Yeah, yeah. The cause of the Civil War was. What do you think? I asked you. Yeah, you're the, you're the candidate for president. Not him. I'm oh, not running for president. I mean, I think it always comes down to the role of government. We need to have capitalism. We need to have economic freedom. We need to make sure that we do. Do you all- know what the best form of economic freedom is? <laughs> Having your labor not be pay- paid. Yeah, all things so that individuals have the liberties, so that they can have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to do or be anything they want to be without. What about if they wanted to be not slaves? Government yeah. getting in well, the way. They just want to be people. What do you She's want? like, well, I'm a politician. <laughs> Sorry, if listeners couldn't hear, you said, it's amazing to me in 2023, you answered that question without using without the word slavery. slavery. It's like, yeah. you're amazed that a politician can talk? Like, <laughs> in a sense, I'm kind of happy to hear her. When you compare that to Biden being like, well, uh, I got a good clip. I'll save it for there. Or Trump saying way too much of his tragic personal life and her actually like hedging her answer. This is a bad version of it, but I'll fucking take this. This is someone with a brain that works. And is yeah, it but, like, but but he is right. I mean, for yeah. her not to mention it at, at all. I know I mean, that's a gaping hole in her story. Whoa, let's wow. be honest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say about slavery. <laughs> he just says thank wait, you. Wait, next here. question. Next question. That's the best. Oh, part. but she just says next question. Yeah, she does. But yeah, that's okay. Yeah. You know. Well, do you want to hear? What do you want to hear next? Do you want to hear? Let me hear her excuse, and then okay. we'll play a Chris Christie clip, uh, and we'll see if he says it better than I do. 
Is he trolling? Cold War was about slavery. We know that. That's that's the easy part of it. What I was saying was, what does it mean to us today? (laughs) What it means to us today is about freedom. That's what that was all about. It was about individual freedom. It was about economic freedom. It was about individual rights. Our goal is to make sure. Equal rights. No, we never go back. Let's talk about equal rights. If she was a man, she'd be out of this race, Alan. But since she's a woman, everyone's going to give her a chance. The stain of slavery. But what's the lesson in all of that? War. That's it. Okay. Jeez. What do you think about my idea? I mean, she that response wasn't any better. No, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it was She's like, look, I'll say slavery. Okay, here's more words. There, I got slavery out. He's right. I didn't say it. Uh, here's Chris Christie basically saying here, like, I'll summarize this before you hear it and tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, Nikki Haley's too afraid of offending anybody. Me, on the other hand, <laughs> fuck you to your fuck. face. <laughs> like, no matter what these difficult issues are, you've got to tell the truth. And I'll make it easy for you. If someone asked me what the cause of the Civil War was, (laughs) it's easy. It's slavery. And, and by the way, you don't have to take my word for that. When South Carolina take your shirt off. passed its resolution to secede from the Union, the first reason they gave was the other states' resistance to allowing slavery to spread to the Western territories. This Missouri shit so won't stand. Even if you're from the South... So you know these things. You should also know why your own home state seceded from the union. So I've been really fair to Nikki, but let me say this. She's smart. And so don't get confused about what she's been saying and what she and her you know, new political husband, Chris Sununu, are... <laughs> are, are Wait, ch- they're not married, right? So he no. was running for president, dropped out, and he's backing her? I believe so. Is yes. that his political husband, like work wife? <laughs> it's probably a step or okay. two. Okay. Trying to mop up all around New Hampshire. Okay. She didn't say what she said last night and today about this because she's dumb. She's not. She's smart and she knows better. And she didn't say it because she's a racist because she's not. She's in. I know her well, and I don't believe Nikki has a racist bone in her body. Oh. Hey, Mithra. But for purposes of this race, the reason she did it is just as bad, if not worse, than being she racist. She everybody concerned about her candidacy. She did it because she's unwilling to offend anyone. That's worse than being a racist, Alan. You heard it right here from Chris Christie. <laughs> That's why I say, fuck that baby. Look at it. Man. Look at that baby. Flip him off to his face, stupid baby. Yeah, he is very good in those moments. He when has, I say I that, know. I don't mean physical. Oh, I, I know, I know. I'm saying, but he, I when I hear him talk like that, yeah. I'm like, I, I kind of like this guy. Right? He has a there's a certain cadence and the way he talks. It reminds me of a comedian who I can't quite can't put your right finger now. on it. Yeah, I'll hear it, it in the edit me, and I'll text you. It reminds me a little bit of Colin Quinn. But oh, actually, quite. reminds me entirely of Colin Quinn. Yeah, but there's somebody else I'm thinking of that's even more okay, spot on, similar. Okay, yeah, um, but goddamn, he's good in those moments. Yeah, I mean, you know, I disagree with this politics almost entirely. Entirely, 
almost entirely. Oh. You know, the bridge to nowhere. That's or not the big really dig. his politics. That's his bad decision making <laughs> at times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, now he's he's excellent. That was a great clip. Uh, how the hell did how did how does Ron DeSantis with his high heels? How, how did how did he get pegged with uh, Meatball Ron when Meatball Chris Christie would have liked that? Made a lot more oh, sense, yeah. right? You could down high I, heel Ronda and Meatball Chris Christie. I. <laughs> I think Chris Christie is sort of immune to those sort of attacks, and DeSantis oh, clearly is true. not. That's true. Yeah, he doesn't really have a name for Chris Christie, huh? No, not loser, at all. loser, Chris Christie. I also really appreciate the way um, Christie has treated darling Nikki, um, <laughs> and his ability to separate the kind of kind of things that Vivek Ramaswamy was saying Ramsey on the cake. debate stage. Um, from actually, you know, he's like, she's not stupid. She's not a racist, but she, this is why she's doing that, yeah. I believe. And I think that's that's kind of refreshing to hear. It is. But in, at yeah. the same time, don't you just think that's because he'll be on MSNBC before next November? And he I could to, be. Yeah. I mean, and I would w- probably watch it. So, you know, yeah. maybe oh, yeah. maybe I'm his target demo. Um, OK, <laughs> a little bit of a palate cleanser in the middle here, but we'll keep the uh, misogynism, misogynist, misogynist, <laughs> Misogynistic, misogyny, chauvinism, chauvinism. Sure, going. This is uh, who's (laughs) Eric chauvinism. Um, Who's Jason Whitlock? He's like a sports commentator that turned into a right wing commentator. That sounds like the correct trajectory. Yeah. All right. Why would you listen to this? That's like how like Rush Limbaugh used to spin records on a country station. And then they were like, yeah, but we're a talk format now. He's like, I can talk. I can I, do that. I've been waiting to talk. It's like, so what were your qualifications to becoming the Medal of Honor or whatever the fuck Donald Trump gave him? I, uh, well, <laughs> I used to that. spin country records and then the station flip formats and people listen to me talk like. God, the EIB. That was how easy it hit that EIB. Excellence in broadcasting. In broadcasting. <laughs> I went back to Ohio. Uh, okay. Um, I listened to that show. I listened. I like. I grew I up on radio. Too. We grew up on radio. Yeah. Um, okay. This is Jason Whitlock at a Turning Point USA event. Just sit, make, saying stuff that makes sense. And so they have recreated this history that, oh, God, it was all just sexism. And we didn't have the right to vote until Susan B. Anthony and the women's suffrage movement. And, and I will oh, defend... Yeah. Life before suffrage. Because a vote used to represent the family. When we were a culture that really <laughs> valued family. And so was he saying when the man voted it and represented yeah, the household? <laughs> really understood the natural dude hold on. Wasn't this like not to say it doesn't happen now, but wasn't this like the time of like fuck it? I'm going to the moon. I'll talk to you guys later. Dad moves to another place. New family, new vote. Like, Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Fuck those other people. He's the man. Order that God intended. Man serving God. Woman following man who serves God. Man and woman developing and nurturing children. You only needed one vote per household because that vote was about the entire family as they have destroyed you good you good i can't even okay look, here i'm a cunt oh wait wait I'm a i haven't played that one in a long time people are cheering for this i know well it's a turning point event what do you expect I, okay. yeah so america really went downhill once we really uh, went downhill once with those ladies women's vote, suffrage you know? oh i went to that uh man i was closing down tiles and i saw the lauren bobert clip again 
You know, I don't know. I, I don't think it was until the whole hand job thing until she really started doing it for me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like that Alanis Morris, I think, did she go down on unit theater? That was uh, just her hand, Alan. She wasn't. I know. Alanis well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. One step away. Yeah, it was always weird. <laughs> There's so weird that, like, she, in that song, she was like, Dave Coulier. Like, I'm going to put this in the song. So, wait, there's kids listening. So, kids <laughs> gather around. <laughs> Normally, that's the time you stop talking. <laughs> um, Alanis Morissette gather in 1993 the released an album called Jagged Little Pill, and on it, she had a song, probably the best breakup song ever. And it was dedicated to yes. Uncle Jesse from uh, Uncle Jesse. Way better than Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you think Taylor Swift is cool. Wait until you hear, uh, <laughs> what was that called? You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Know, yeah. yeah, that song yeah. was about. Um, Dave Coulier, Uncle Jesse from Family Matters? Not Family Ties. Fam- no. No. Full House. The, yeah, Full House. House. Yeah. The one with the guy that, that guy. died. So she, in that song, she's like, yeah, I blew Dave Coulier in a the theater. That's what she's <laughs> yeah. saying in that song. Yeah. It's yes. so weird. All right, I'm done. <laughs> um, here's a... Oh, this is too long of a clip to start. Yeah, we're not doing this. No. Oh, okay. Oh, it's only 218. <laughs> Okay, uh, we are getting real, real, real quick before we get out of Best of the Right. Um, This is Vivek doing a town hall, and a a woman stands up and asks his opinion about LGBTQ, but it's weird because she does. Right off the bat, I'm like, this person seems unwell. Uh, okay. Which I, I regret my words because of what he's going to say later. Oh, <laughs> walked right on that one. Stepped on the rake, Alan. Um, but uh, so th- th- he's he's talking about China at this point, and she yells out her question. He takes the question, and t- in my opinion, he kind of uses it as an opportunity to sort of like project his campaigning. But that's a politician for you. Mm. As political interactions go, this is refreshing. I don't like. I don't think anybody's going to listen to this and be like, hey, I love Vivek Rhymes with Cake. Thanks, none taken. You changed our mind. Uh, but I do dare to put that out there. Table from Xi Jinping. Give me the hard questions. LGBTQ. What's up? You heard me. L-G-B-T-Q. I actually didn't. She just shouts an acronym. LGBTQ. Yep, what about it? Yeah, you just said. There was nothing about transgender. Actually, Alan, I'm sorry. That's an initialism. Acronyms can be pronounced like NASA. Okay. All right, sorry. Yeah, so I, how about this? I give you the mic, and we hear what you have to say. And then I'm going to answer you, and you'll hear what I have to say, what everybody else here has to say. Does that sound like a good deal? I don't need the mic. Yeah. I can speak louder. Well, stand up. Tell me your name and, and, and state your question. My name's Alexis Case, and I grew up here. Okay. In this town. Yeah. LGBTQ is a serious situation in this world today. There are children that get bullied because... She's very emotional. Like, I think that's worth sharing in this. Like, she's really... um, She's nervous and... I was going to say that. She sounds nervous. And she has, like... She definitely has like ideas in her head. She's trying to get out and having trouble. Bottleneck, right? Like yeah, like yeah. me, where I'm like, oh, I'm going to say all these things. Yeah, yeah. They I can... are gay. They are lesbian. Being bullied. They are transgender. Okay. I don't need that. Okay. You're welcome to have it if you want. I don't need it. You get to ask your question. But after that, you're going to hear me give my answer. So I'll let you finish. What was the question, by the way? LGBTQ. What is your, what is your stance? On LGBTQ. So, before we play any more of this, 
the fact that this goes anywhere is because she asked such a vague question and he was able to just be like, Oh, anything on uh, like a large segment of the sexuality gap, like, or uh, what do you call that? Spectrum spectrum. spectrum. Like, yeah. okay. Uh, my thoughts on that. I mean, shocker. He's going to start talking about trans kids. Well, it's a super broad question, but, yeah. but I think it's probably not the point she wanted to make, but also, I think to your point, you got to give him credit for being willing to entertain her question, give her time to get her thoughts out, offer her the microphone. There are a lot of politicians that would just run right over that and just keep moving on. Um, and so, I mean, that's, you know, it's kind of laudable, actually. No, I, I agree. And, yeah. you know, I, I think I would rather move this into the Patreon. So what I'll do is I'll share this clip just as a like a, a share post in the Patreon. Yeah. We can chat about it there. Um, I don't think we need to play. This is a long clip. And like, I'm okay. afraid of the show going really long. And basically okay. the takeaway after the end of it would be mostly what you just said. But Vivek starts saying that. Um, so since she gave him such a, a like a, a, a vague question, he yeah. just, he, I mean, like I said, he goes, uh, well, if you're not going to be specific, here's an opportunity for me to spike a touchdown. Fucking trans mm. kids is bad. Like, you know, okay. you know, people regret things and, you know, blah, you know, the, the predictable response when you give someone the opportunity to say whatever they're like sure. queued up responses. And we don't have to play that, but the way it goes down, I think at the end of the day, when you watch the entire clip, there's going to be a lot of things you don't like. A lot of things you do like, and I do look forward to having that conversation with, okay. with the people. Well, I'll just say this. Uh, oftentimes, politicians don't ask answer the questions they're asked. Nikki Haley, like, won't say yeah. slavery. Right. Yeah. But even more than that, like, they don't answer the question at all. They just go off on whatever tangent. Trump is famous for it, right? right. Um, so that he was actually willing to entertain the thought. I, I did like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and when he's vice president under Trump, I guess we have that to look forward to, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, plus, it's a lot easier to chant hang Mike Pence than hang Vivek. Oh, Vivek, hang Vivek. Actually, yeah, they could do that. that. Yeah, that's they easy. That. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the whole Ramaswamy, that's going to be tough. But All right, let's get into making fun of the left. Um, okay. This is about learn. Oh, we're going to learn about sign language here. Um, oh, great. Thrash sent this in. Um Patreon, you're going to get the full video. I'll trim it down for the audio. Oh, Mithra, hi. Y'all got to forgive me. I'm a little distracted. This is- the guy's giving a performance, I think a stand-up show, and okay. there is a sign language interpreter on stage, okay. and he's talking about how it's distracting him. So he's I've seen gonna- more of this recently. Uh, have you? Right. Well, have you seen this clip, though? I don't know. Okay. I've seen- so yeah. the bit here is he's going to start saying words so he can learn the words from the sign language person. Ah, Isn't okay. that interesting? How about that? No, there's not going to be a twist to this at all. This is the first show I've ever done with an interpreter. This is fucking cool right now. <laughs> well, I'm trying to learn shit. Retard. 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 <laughs> okay, all right. So he says that about 10 more times in this video. I guess I have to play it. Hold on. Um, and she's pointing at her head every time. So it's like okay. this like finger to the forehead as you sort of tip your head down a little bit, I think. Okay. Democrat. It's the, same, oh, it's, it's the same thing, but it's two fingers. <laughs> Okay, we're good. We're okay, good. that's legitimately funny. I can't, that's, that's funny. I can't. I think at some point YouTube will get mad at me if I just play. <laughs> yeah, Democrat, retard, Democrat, retard. <laughs> They'll be like, how is this educational, Dustin? 
<laughs> I hear you guys laughing about it afterwards and saying how funny he is and how you should all go follow Jack Pat 87. Uh, okay. Good times. Oh, God. Okay, let's get into a more traditional uh, best of the left. Thrash sent me this, and he says, is this your boy? Yeah, it's my boy. I fucking love this guy. So this is governor of Colorado, a Republican, Jared Polis. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. I don't know. Feliz Navidad. I don't think that's riding a horse. That's him mimicking him having sex with his husband. He's gay, and it's interesting. He's a Republican and gay, and the mayor of Colorado, governor of Colorado, Bobert State. Handjob free, probably. Prospero año y felicidad. <laughs> Remember when Trump was like, I love Mexicans. I do. <laughs> While he was eating a taco salad, he said, The best taco salads come from uh, Trump Tower. Do you know what was weird about that picture? If you look at that picture of Trump uh, saying, I love Mexicans on Cinco de Mayo, because um, he posted it on, on like, it was online. He posted it on Twitter or Instagram or something. Twitter, I suppose. If you look, he's eating the taco salad on top of a stack of magazines. And if you look, one of the magazines, his ex-wife is on the cover of it. Oh, that's weird. I don't think his ex-wife was on a lot of modern magazine covers in 2015 or 2016. The image is super small. I can see the I see this on a stack of magazines. Yeah, one of the, but yeah, that's a weird that's a weird thing. Huh? Mithra, what are you licking? Stop. That is pretty weird. By the way, I think the best of the right, we were actually pretty, um, you know, we like some of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In well, the, oh, yeah. I keep putting yeah. those in the best of the left because they pay us. <laughs> and but, the best of the left is kind of the same. Most of those, uh, those Trump clips are pretty cool. Yeah. He's a pretty cool guy, actually. Take pretty it all back. Um, <laughs> cool guy. Yeah. Uh, Feliz cool Navidad. Oh, I said it's okay for him to do it because he's gay. That's my note. Ah. Yeah. So it's fine. Okay. He gets a pass. Uh, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. It's like the naysayers. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, that, that might. I think that should be the show title. <laughs> I wish a naysayer would. Um, that could be. Could be. Okay. Could be. Could, could um, be oh, this was, uh, I, 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 this was one of the thoughts that went through my head that I kept to myself during the um, uh, homeschooling segment we had earlier. Mm, So you'll have to ignore that it's Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. Listen, when I was a carpenter, I made $10 an hour, and that was pretty good for 1987. But, you know, yeah. Anyways. It's an interesting fact, isn't it? So Adam Carolla is playing a clip of... We're playing a clip of Adam Carolla playing a clip of Gavin Newsom. Newsom, yeah. And what did he say? There's states like Florida. Florida are out there saying we got we opened up earlier and yet they did worse in academic so he's the audio is kind of weird but what he's saying is florida opened up earlier than california did but their schooling um test their school test test scores scores were lower than california had i you know what we don't have to hear adam carolla said i can say it just fine i there's only one way to interpret that information and it's that kids did better without the California school system. There isn't another (laughs) version of that. Like, like to say like, yeah, we kept our kids out of school longer and they were smarter and that's good for our state. Yes. That means our schools are keeping them back. Yes. (laughs) Right. I mean, there's other ways to interpret that. I think. No, no, there's just two sides to that coin. Like there is the other side of the coin, which is worth talking about, but you have to say that that only happened because they weren't in school. 
right so either the uh the, the online, online stuff was, was more better. effective in california yeah. uh, better than have or you perhaps seen? there was a better baseline to begin with i, I don't know. know i haven't looked at the uh the scores yeah the statistics you know it's so weird know. central florida is like it might as well be like the middle of alabama yeah like the middle part like upper middle like that's just mm-hmm. like rural well, that's florida man stories it, i think it kind of is yeah but it's yeah. like i know a guy i work with a guy who's never i might have said this he's never been to the ocean i was like you never been to the ocean he's like no i'm from ocala like, I thought he was saying he hasn't been to the ocean because he lives in Nashville. And then he's like, I'm from Ocala. I'm like, that's in Florida. He's like, yeah, but it's in the middle. I'm like, yeah, but like, it's like <laughs> a couple of hours in any direction. Like, well, how is it work. possible for somebody who never have been to the ocean? When you that see this guy, you can mind. understand. He's just not that interested in it. You'd rather hunt pigs, gators. I, and wow. Shit. No, there ain't no gators that far inland. All right. Um, school. Oh, Paul sent that in. He deserved credit for that. Uh, let me play this <laughs> clip for a uh, flip flop Fetterman here. Oh, I got a nickname for him. They should use that. Once proud progressive Senator John Fetterman is giving new meaning to the phrase new year, new me. This is MSNBC. And had called himself a progressive for years. But he renounced the title and bashed progressives in a recent interview with CNN. Even though you did run for lieutenant governor and senator as a progressive, you're now rejecting that label what would you call yourself uh, i would just call myself a, a, a democrat and i believe that i'm on the dude he sounds great he sounds much better yeah right side of issues now this appears to be a response so he said i'm a democrat i'm on the right side of issues i'm renouncing my faith or whatever <laughs> like denouncing the label denouncing right renouncing denouncing it, the, the just 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 take the politics out of this like you guys are Big tent party. There's not a progressive party up there. There's a Democratic party. You're trying to put progressive Democrats in there. Like, by saying he's a Democrat, not specifically a progressive, like, this sounds religious. Like, I know I'm not the first person to make that connection before, but, like, this is the way religious people argue. Like, oh, we can't talk to them anymore. They're Protestants. Like, Mm -hmm. interesting. Okay. I want to hear more. Response to criticism he received for his staunch backing of Israel's government and his support for hardline immigration policies. And here's the thing. Politicians are, of course, free to change their minds. But Fetterman fits a tiring 2023 trend of purported liberals spurning the very policies and parties that hoisted them into power to begin with. To varying degrees, Fetterman, Arizona's Kirsten Cinema, North Carolina's Trisha Cotham. Was Kirsten Cinema like, not known to be a corporate chill? prior i think think she always was known to be she always was okay why are you lumping her in there i never thought of her as like oh because she's queer they're like what how would you turn your back on us you're supposed to think exactly i know one thing about you you must mean all these other things georgia's misha sorry what i think her and the the guy from virginia have always been sort of yeah writing that we knew who they were yeah All of these people are flip-floppers who use the stature Democrats afforded them to rail against liberals and the policies they hold. There's only two options. They use the stature Democrats afforded them. You're right. You're right. Do you want them to be Republicans? Is that what you want? (laughs) Also, I don't think they're railing against liberal policies. I don't. They may have some nuanced differences, but it's not like they're. Yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense. Dear, on one hand, I suppose this cheap political trick can work for some people. It can signal to some voters that a lawmaker is an independent maverick. On the other hand, abandoning the principles you ran on and the people who helped lift you into power doesn't seem. You mean his parents? Isn't it his parents? Yeah, it's his parents. Okay. Yeah. He's from Braddock. 
Braddock. All right. Um, oh, was that all of it? Uh, I cut it off. Do you want to hear more? Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't agree with his critiques. No, I don't either. Seem like a redeeming quality. It seems like a betrayal, and dare I say, That's a bit fine. desperate. The ones no, it's not that either. Desperate. <laughs> it. You know what? People just can't handle pragmatism, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It, he's a he's he's a centrist. I think he kind of always has been. He has some liberal tendencies, but he's more of a centrist. Yeah. That's why I always liked about it. And if I, you're not a dick about it, he won't abandon everything that you care about. But absolutely. Why don't you spite him and see what the fuck happens? <laughs> <laughs> also, who else are you going to get elected? They almost voted in uh, Professor Oz or whatever his fucking name Jeez, was. Doctor like, Oz. like, like, just be happy with what you fucking have. Like, you yeah. could have a TV doctor who sells like supplements. It's always supplements. <sighs> uh, let me play this clip, and you tell me what Biden's saying. Okay. Instead of cutting them, or like Congressman Trump and Bob were going to do, instead of instead of cutting Emmer. Like Congressman Boebert and Trump want? Uh, Boatbur. Want to do. Instead of cutting them, or like Congressman Trump and Boebert want to do. Oh, yeah, it is Boebert. No, oh, that was just his stutter. Was he trying to say immigration? I don't know. Didn't, you can't I, cut him. Well, I guess you can cut him. Instead of cutting them, or like Congressman Trump and Boebert want to do. Boebert. Yeah, I'm not sure. Boatbert. Boebert. <laughs> Motorboat. Oh, you motorboat, <laughs> son of a bitch. You old sailor, you. <laughs> built for speed or built for flesh? Where's the tummy sticks one? You're stuck on those, that lipstick. Yeah. 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 Where's motorboat? Where's tummy sticks? I got a clip here that says tummy sticks. Guess what? <laughs> Not that one. Uh, sell dick, sell drugs, get fucked in my ass. Let's play dummy sticks. What's dummy sticks? I don't want to play dummy sticks. There. Well, that wasn't <laughs> worth it. Um, this is probably not real, but uh, it sounds like Jill Biden, so I'm going to play this. Okay. Joe always shits his diaper before dinner, always. I'm getting tired of wiping his ass. Joe does a number two, and it goes up his back and gets everywhere, and then runs down his leg. I was the babysitter when Joe met me, but I didn't think I'd be his babysitter at this point. So you can you can you can tell that there's gate the the gate is right. opening and closing. So yeah. like the the audio is very clipped. Like kind of yeah, clipped. Yeah. yeah. So listen. I mean, she was the babysitter. That's true. Alan, this is a uh, educational podcast. Right. So like just right. listeners, what we want you to know is this information is fake, it's um, inaccurate. Yeah, inaccurate, and we're uh, this is. So since this is educational, it's this is a keeps our channel open. The community has decided this is not yeah. uh, accurate. So aren't you glad you listened and untaken to learn? Yeah, that this part is not. By the way, I could tell you a really gross story. Joe about... always shits his diaper before dinner. Always. What? I could tell you a really gross story about something that happened at work today, but I choose not to because you know we have enough poopy anus in the show. Poopy anus. Oh man! <laughs> Damn it! Man, this is a lot of competing headlines or uh, so titles. All right. Um, well, okay. So I guess we've determined that's a fake, huh? That's certainly a fake. Okay. Yes. Well, <laughs> it's another oh. battle in the culture wars. Oh, not the culture wars. They're worried about a culture war. Culture wars. Stop with the culture wars. <laughs> Here is a. Oh, our. Uh, you know, I think every category has basically been filled with. Pretty reasonable takes from these segments that we're going to make fun of. Um, here, our, our culture wars. I'm going to start it off with very reasonable man on the street interviews. Okay. Competent people being interviewed, not a competent 
broadcaster. Here, ready? <laughs> ready. What does it mean to be a good American citizen? Democracy, first and foremost, quite honestly. Respecting what it is that our country stands for in terms of free and open elections. And even though your guy or person or gal doesn't necessarily get elected, you have to be able to accept that and just work harder next time for your candidate. What does it mean? I thought you'd like that. Not, yeah, that's that's not a bad take at all. That's your take. Like that's what you always say. You're like, yes. I'm fine with, you know, like a Nikki Haley winning. I'm fine with whatever. Just, you know, come back, like figure out what the game plan is to not lose to that candidate again, right? Yeah, and I mean, let the ideas, you know, let the marketplace of ideas work. You know, if you want to do... If you want that narrative, if you want that politician to enact the policies that they say they want to enact, then cool. Let's see what happens. Like, so, roll the dice. So I'm there's, fine watching that. there's certain concerns at different times in history, though. Sure. And, um, I well, just, there are extreme moments. Sure. Sure. And there's different types of candidates represent different threats that are appealing to the population. And That's looking true. back in history, just going through that Henry Clay um, biography I finished – you know, if you look at the period where Jackson got elected, we were, as a country, we, uh, the 1824 election was the last election. Well, it was the first election where it wasn't a founding father on the ballot. Right. So moving forward as a country, we started going towards generals. And yeah. Henry Clay and a lot of other people sort of felt like, you know, to preserve the Republic, you don't want like a populist wave backing a, a general because it tends to like historically speaking, those are your Napoleons and your Caesars. Right. Right. And um, it didn't turn out great that we I mean, the Indian Removal Act and everything that came from the age of Jackson really wasn't wonderful. And having people that were a little bit more loyal to the founding principles of Liberty mm -hmm. and less bellicose probably could have steered us more into compromise and away from having to resolve the slavery issue via the civil war. Um, mm -hmm. Like it was an institution that was not going to survive the next few decades. And if they could have just kept making compromises, see the tragedy is when I say all that, those people still had to live through that during that 20, sure. 30 extra years. But I mean, like, put that down on the table and compare it to what happened from war. And if that didn't resolve it, then look at the scars we have now, right? And, like, that yeah. was our, like, foundation. We built our house on that shit, so it's a little uneven. Um, yeah. I think I think to say what I was trying to say better would be... That South Carolina was wrong? No, no. Most elections are not an existential crisis. Most of the time. Um, most of the time, whether... Bush or Gore wins is not going to. Yeah, except Bush them. wins and we go to Iraq. Of course, no, there were definitely there were knock no, effects that were yeah that were bad from that. However, it didn't destroy the country. It wasn't an uh, Patriot Act. It fucked up a lot of shit. Okay, <laughs> but I, you're saying that from the perspective of a survivor. I every election is not an existential crisis. People want to make them an existential crisis every election, but they're not. They just aren't. I remember in 2016, 2015, I had – I remember this specific friend I had who's from Colombia, and she was very, very worried about Trump being the president. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to be president. Columbia, either. Missouri? No, Columbia, the country. Oh, okay. Columbia. 
Um, and she oh, was very concerned. Oh. I was like, look, I don't want him to be president either. But if he does, we have institutions. There are guardrails. Now, we found out a lot of those institutions didn't hold very well. And the guardrails weren't really there. They were just norms. Uh, but we're still here. More we're of a guideline standing. than a rule. I would I would argue that he was a detriment to our country. He made us look really bad on the world stage. And he set us back a lot. However, it wasn't an existential crisis. Now, 24, you know. One could argue is an existential crisis, but I, I just I don't want to cry wolf every election. Wolf. Like I don't. That's what about crying wolf? Wolf, wolf. or wolf? I cry wolf blitzer. Um, I mean, did that make sense? Yeah, uh, it did. I cut you off. Okay, no, you were going okay. somewhere. I mean, you're <laughs> no, you're still going. I meant. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying that. Um, <laughs> my viewpoint is to be more centrist and to understand that if my team doesn't oh, you're not going to sell not, podcasts with an attitude like that. it's not it's not the end of the world if my team doesn't win yeah essentially no i, I tend to agree with you i mean i'm even trying yeah. to put myself in the perspective of trump winning again um man i hope not but yeah it is I crazy think, that he's like we will lock up these people that have been saying stuff about us and put them in like guantanamo that is he didn't say guantanamo pretty, but i feel like no. that's what he would use if he actually did lock up <laughs> yeah. the people he's talking about yeah that would be uh problematic for sure Strong words, Alan. Um, I got some Tennessee. <laughs> uh, I've got some Tennessee culture wars. Um, uh-huh. I, I can't read my notes. I type these things while I'm driving, allegedly. Lame team of politics that is coming. So coming. what the coming. Uh, guess what? No, wrong screen. No, no, can't. I'm not doing it. Um, so the, the thrust of this post is that thrust. I know. So we have a political monoculture in Tennessee. And so they have a super majority. They just write, they just put things through the legislature. And because of that, the minority in the state has to resort to a lot of like protest type politics to try Mm -hmm. to get their voice heard because they're getting, they'll they'll get ignored on every decision because it's a super like brother Jones, I think is his. Yes. Yep. 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 Uh, Justin, um, so this guy's saying, well, there's a couple of things going on here. One of the guys is saying like, Hey, we, uh, we're just not going to keep doing this anymore. Like we can start playing dirty if they're going to keep doing that. But here, let me play the clip. I'm setting it up poorly. Okay. And, and I would love to tell you, it's just on the, on the left. Um, but it's not there. There's a form of politics that they see the opposing side as the enemy. As House Republican Caucus Chairman Jeremy Faison says, the toxic culture has permeated both parties. Both sides are guilty. Uh, we, we've let the extremes on both sides drive the bus. When That's you, a Democrat talking there. Walk around the Capitol halls. You often hear from lawmakers how lucky Tennessee is to not be Congress in Washington, D.C. We're trying not to get Washington here. But looking at the last 15 months, lawmakers aren't sure how different they really are. I'm going into my 10th year. And I have seen many of my friends across the aisle try to mimic what they see in D.C. Some members of leadership admit their own role in the growing polarization. Others point to certain members of the opposing party. I don't think the whole Democrat caucus agrees with how their some of their Democrats have been acting. They may not say which is crazy because the only Democrats that most Democrats out here give a shit about are the ones that are making themselves famous by saying like, "No, we're not okay with this." Uh, I'm blanking on the lady's name, but the late. I mean, I hope she has a chance against Marsha Blackburn. Uh, mm. But yeah, anyways. 
say that a lot with camera, like trans but... issues and stuff like that. Yeah, right? exactly. The, yeah. I mean, she just has a much more reasonable take. Marsha Blackburn's a, a, a dullard. Like, it's just, mm. it's a popularity contest, and it was an easy win for her. Like, she can't, like, we're lucky. What's the phrase they always use in the Ukraine war where they're like, we're lucky Russia is so bad or something like that? Like, we're very fortunate that they're so dumb or something like that. Essentially, they're if, inept. Yeah. If, yeah, if Marsha Blackburn had any clue how to culture war, oh, my God. Oh, um, it could okay. be so bad. Yeah, she's just ineffective. I know what they say behind the scenes. So how do we get back to a point where cordiality reigns? We see people as humans first before we see a party relationships a lot of that to be honest with you is built on relationships a common theme with nearly every lawmaker i spoke with uh, they're kind of winding up there i can cut it off um but i mean i don't know i don't feel like the way that they're behaving with each other now is more towards that building relationships phase but it's good to hear them saying that like hopefully they can keep it front of mind yeah i mean one would like to see some policies advanced, you know, like be productive, be effective. Yeah. And you and, do that by, you know, building coalitions and alliances and compromise. Yes. You know? Yeah. And actually enacting policies that people want. I mean, that's the thing is like, sure. um, you know, keeping weed on as an example, 70% of Americans polled want federal legalization legalization. It's like mm-hmm. 91% on the Democrats polled, but right. with conservatives polled, it's 52%. So it's, past the majority it's past the tipping point with everybody yeah Yeah. so it won't come up in in tennessee they've said that we're not going to ever put that it won't go on the ballot because they only make decisions as a legislative body body we don't get to vote on things i need to stress that you can't create an initiative as a right yeah they don't don't do ballot initiatives they only do yeah yeah um anyway uh, I guess we don't have a little bit of spicy stuff. Or the saying. satanic pride propaganda. Just harassing a uh, a target employee. So he's just blindsides oh, her. Does your company support? Support the satanic pride propaganda? I, I, yeah, both. You support it? This is a perfect employee. Okay. Can't wait. Support the satanic pride propaganda? I, I, yeah, both. You support it? Satan, Satan and pride. You support Satan? <laughs> What's God going like to think it. of that? I don't believe in God. Wow. Don't, so you Did think, you need help with something? You support the propaganda. <laughs> That's fantastic. Like, just like, like that is lit. That should be in the fucking man. Like, like you should that watch should all be. the sexual harassment tapes and you should just watch that. Like agree with everything and ask if you can fucking help him. Like just like, That's cause you're not going to like, don't like, you're not, you're literally not arguing with him. You're like, all right. And, um, do you want to find the rugs? They're right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> home goods is on the other side of the store like <laughs> it seems like people have a hard on for target for some reason they like, really do yeah. yeah well it's weird because people just move as a mob right like one click got that thing going so then everybody fucking flips it um the let's as long as i didn't share a uh, screenshot of a picture okay i've got one for you alan <laughs> yeah i've got um the reason round table uh-huh. solves demographic inversion so what's the issue with demographic inversion where you don't have enough uh, young people to sustain the, the growth, uh, the, the birth rate, base, essentially. The ta- you don't yeah, have yeah. the birth rate to harvest to the taxes to f- right, support right. the government you want, right? Right. So yeah. we're facing that in the next few decades. Um, but they've solved it on the Reason Roundtable. Driverless cars could be a boon for getting teenagers knocked up in the back of cars, though. If you think about that. like. <laughs> Self-driving cars. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have to have like a, a make out point or whatever. Right. In your town. And, you know, you, you can just, you like, can take the car out. Robot car. Bang exactly. Bus. You can take the car out, you know, younger. You can start your campaign to become a teen mom. 
Oh before you have your license now. Take the windows, you're fine. <laughs> That's hilarious. Let's get in the back of the Tesla. <sighs> Hope it doesn't blow up. Yeah, I think that was going to be my end of show clip, actually. So oh, there we I go, like end of show. I do have some drama that... Uh, do you know, Are you familiar with the podcast The Dollop? No. Are you, are you never heard of The Dollop? It doesn't sound familiar. I don't think so. Okay, now I'm going to play it. Okay. You've never heard of the dollop? I think listeners are like, what? Alan's never heard of the dollop? Okay. Maybe. It doesn't sound familiar. I don't know. So I listened to uh, the Omnibus podcast. That's with TV's shows. Uh, TV's oh, Jeopardy. Jeopardy's host, Ken Jennings. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, John Roderick, the singer of The Long Winters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suggest the song The Commander Thinks Aloud if you're looking for a yeah, song. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the one song. I was thinking yeah. of. Uh, the, uh, it's about, one. It's about the Columbia uh, space, space shuttle reentry. The yeah. anyways, um, so yeah, I am glad I'm playing this. This is the clip we'll go out on. So okay. he became. This is his story about how he became friends with the host of the Dollop, and then he said some very offensive uh, <laughs> opinions right to his face that I think you're going to find offensive on our None Taken show. Dead. And this was when I had one podcast, my my legendary podcast, Roderick on the Line. And he said, you know what I don't like? I don't like all these podcasts where it's just two people talking. <laughs> he said, I come from, I come from radio. And it's got to be one guy carrying that thread for six hours. Well, and you've got to, you know, you've got to have production. You've got to be, you know, you've got to have it uh, be a tight 30 or whatever. I see. And he was giving me a lecture about how like podcasting was a lazy man's thing unless you used oh. NPR-level production mm-hmm. to I'm make offended. a legit right? thing. Only Ira, Ira Glass has the only podcast. And I said, Dave, I, I, you're describing my podcast. Our show. me just talking <laughs> to my friend at length yeah. about nothing. And he rolled his eyes at me and said, yeah, you're the problem. <laughs> yeah, I love how his idea of American terrestrial radio, famously that tight, tight form <laughs> that never has any rambling or filler. <laughs> that is not to say that he and I didn't remain friends, but I became a podcast enemy of his because he was denigrating the very uh, the very thing that put bread and... Unbelievable. Which is also what the fucking dollop is. I'm almost certain. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't listen to the dollop, but... <laughs> Pretty sure it's two guys talking. Like, aren't all podcasts filling your head with garbage? (laughs) That's true. Aren't all podcasts (laughs) just two guys talking, Ellen? Unless you need sometimes it's three. If it's all woke, they got a woman on there, right? Um, I think I got a question. The shame they're allowed to vote. You know, (laughs) back when we were a real country. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I'm a cunt. Um, you know what? This is a great one to go out on. It fits okay. the theme. Fits right. the theme. What do you think would be a better ra- racial disposition for uh, a young man in the modern West? Do, do I have to define racial dis- disposition? I think you do. Yes. <laughs> what, what do you think is better to be? Be- like what, what? What do you think is a preferred racial handicap to have? Oh. The obviously white. Okay. Or racially ambiguous, kind of like oh. you know, kind of like you. Now you're biased here because Alan is some shade I of am brown ambiguous. or tan, Caucasian. It's hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> um, and if I can elaborate, if you, if you see where I'm going with this, it's one gets all of the target, but all of the benefit. So like, there will be shit you'll take from it from being white, 
but it's pretty okay because you get all the all the benefits. Have I mentioned the DUIs I've talked to myself out of in my twenties? <laughs> But the other one can kind of flow because of the ambigu- ambigu- ambiguity um, can kind of – we got five dogs going upset. Natasha just got home. They can kind of flow in between situations, right? So which do you, Alan, which would you recommend? Well, Young I have Western? obvious biases, but I'm going to go with the ambiguous. Tell me why. Is it, I got to mute my microphone. Go ahead. <laughs> you tell me why. No, I think it's it's more fun. It's more spicy, you know. I think we can. <laughs> oh yeah, and you probably—it's easier to get an in on a spicy Latina, huh? Oh, that's that yeah. helps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool. Sometimes they like white guys, but you know that's what true. sucks is that like I've been in that relationship and I had a moment. I was like, I am a fetish to her. <laughs> wait, wait. When you had that moment, were you taken aback, or were you like, oh, that's kind of cool? You know, it was like eighty twenty. It was only about 20% cool. Really? Yeah, it was disappointing. You wouldn't want to be somebody's fetish? No, because I never... Not racially. Like I've said a million oh, okay, times, yeah. there was nothing about my whiteness that I deserved or okay, feel proud about. Like, I'm not ashamed yeah. of it either, but it's like I'm not... Like, it. I don't, you know... I will yeah, allow it to get be, me bank loans and all the other things that they uh, and access to sporting events and everybody <laughs> thinks I'm their doctor in the airport. But, like, <laughs> I'm not even Indian. Um, but like, yeah, aside from that, like, it's not something that like I, you know, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, that, that wasn't something I took pride in. That's not the, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can see but that. isn't that the way I always say girls with curly hair want straight hair? Uh, that's tr- Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if this really fits here. No, we're going to end the show with it no matter what. So <laughs> make it punchy. <laughs> I I showed a picture of me as a kid, like like four or five years old, uh-huh. to a girl I was seeing once, and I had like really curly hair. Uh, <laughs> now hair. you don't have any hair. Now I don't have any. And she was Sorry, like, I, oh for, my I thought God. you forgot. I thought you forgot. Yeah, she's like, oh my God, I want to have your babies, and I was like, oh, that's fucking weird. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't last long. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like, oh, wow. Now is not the time to hear this. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. You know what's funny is not knowing when that happened to you. I know yeah. I know, I know, know when it didn't happen to you. Right. So yes. I'm thinking post or pre that. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, good job, Alan. Way to get out of there. All right, man. I'll talk to All you right. later. Drive safe. That this is a lot man. of fun. When a guy's banging you. Y'all let me in his damn house. Oh, how about that? Come in the name of peace. L-M-F-A-O. What in the world is this? Is Kevin McCarthy a moron, and if so, why? Why would you say something that stupid? I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady. Cat turd. I will not suffer this harlot. (laughs) How great an anti-American Marxist. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. China is asshole. God bless the United States. (laughs) Now this is podcasting.